Hey everyone, it's that time of year again. Glitch Free Gaming's Game of the Year, 2017. Oh, surely not. It's, well, it's, the year's over, so we can actually probably just, you know... Yeah, we can We probably... didn't get a chance, we didn't do it. Well, yeah. You know, we could save a lot of time. We, should, we could actually just all swear at each other for like 30 minutes solid and then just all go home. <laughs> That's it's, a usual podcast, it's, it's isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but Game of the Year, yay! Yay! yay. I'm your host, Kieran. And with me is Mike. Hello. And Paul. Hey, everybody. Hey. Uh, we're going to try and get through a bunch of categories in this first podcast, but there'll be podcasts up uh, yeah. th- at least three days, if not four days, depending on how many <laughs> of these we, yeah, we do. Sometimes five. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not. So normally, what we do is we do the video games and we do the board games yeah. as well. We're not doing that this year because. Uh, board games are a pain in the butt because most of them come out around about Christmas time so yeah, although between the three of us we've got quite a lot of board games we haven't played a lot of them yeah. this year so we're going to delay that a little bit and we'll probably do it around about February I think we were thinking yeah that makes sense yeah. Um, um, so yeah but we'll keep you informed with that one anyway and if there's any technical hiccups with these this first podcast it's because we're using an entirely new setup we've done a bit of an upgrade and I'm still um, so we should sound better. We should sound better, Hopefully. but I'm also still learning how to work this with three people instead of just one microphone. So. Yeah, so. It's powered by goblins. Yeah. yeah. There's and a small goblin underneath the desk, so if you yeah. hear any weird noises and things, that's what it is. And we've had you know bad history with goblins ruining things usually. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely do. Uh, also, we all have the cold. Yeah, that's... So there there could be quite a bit of uh, coughing and spluttering. Apparently, (laughs) Edinburgh, where we are, is one of the hotspots for the Australian flu that's currently kicking around. Yes. So, yeah, we're in the UK, but apparently there's Australian flu. We're we're barely in Edinburgh, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay then. Um, Yeah, so we're going to try to get through uh, most disappointing, best open world, best re-release slash remake. Uh, best new character, biggest surprise, best odd mechanic, and best RPG game all in this podcast. Uh, mainly because we think most of those will be relatively short, because we know... We think so, yeah. Yeah, we know a lot of these are. Yeah, um, yeah so let's start off you know, our super positive uh, deliberations with one of the most negative categories <laughs> we have. Because <laughs> we, we don't have a worst game, because we kind of you know cherry-pick games at this point, and most of the stuff we play is good yeah 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 like if i had to pick a worst game that i played this year it would probably end up being like mass effect or something that's still really good like horizon like yeah. you know it's yeah i think um yeah, the last time we had the the worst game one was oh i think was... we were all heavily using um it was love film back yeah in the... it was yeah back in, the old, was back in the day yeah um, um, i'm the only one that still uses rentals yeah because we're rolling the money now. So yeah, you used to absolutely <laughs> rolling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all that podcast money we get. <laughs> Apparently, I'm getting none of it. Uh, right, so our nominees. Oh, I guess I should explain how we do this because this is the first one. Uh, basically, we're looking for one winner and two runners up yep. for everything yeah. except for when we eventually get to the overall game of the year, which we'll do a top five ranked. Uh, so, yeah. for most disappointing, our nominees are Micro Machines World Series. Shadow of Wardor, which is not the name of that game. <laughs> it's, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Yep. Shadow of War, yes. Middle Earth yeah. Shadow of War. Yep. Mass Effect Andromeda, Sonic Forces, Prey, Coldcept Revolt, Mario Sports Superstars, 
Horizon Zero Dawn, and that's you. Can I just? Um, can we take Horizon Zero Dawn? We off can take Horizon this? Zero Dawn off. It. I put it on there because uh, I was real bummed out by that game. You're an absolute hater. That's why. It's, like, it's on my game of the year list. Well, <laughs> I, re- I ended up really liking yeah, it. Yeah, funny enough, because if you listen to the podcast when it first came out, and Paul and myself were, you know, crushing on the game, we really liked it, and you were going nah, and then you played a little bit more of it, you didn't like it, and then towards the end of the year, I yeah, I pushed through it and. Once I stopped treating that game as a open world game and just started focusing on the story stuff, I really liked it. It was just the fact there was a big open world and there's not much in it. It kind of that game suffered from coming out at the same time as Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like, which is a game that does open world stuff so much better. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, that was it. It was just I couldn't go into it just because I'd been playing so much Zelda. And I, it I, me yeah, out. I think that's what it was because when it came out, it was one of my anticipated games of the year so yeah. I got it straight away and where you got the Switch straight away I waited Yeah. so I didn't have that oh, you know the shiny Zelda feel yeah, going yeah. on so. and neither did I because I didn't get the Switch the same time yeah. as you so yeah. I played a lot of um, a lot of Horizon but I've yeah. I, I don't think it needs to go on here like I was disappointed with it but I came around on it and by then yeah. I just kind of put it on here to point out that I was disappointed with it yeah. for a while but yeah. I mean, eventually I'll, got into it. I'll preface this by saying I've played way less games than both of these guys this year because I am doing university work and have real things to do. Oh, yeah, because we don't work around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you still have more free time than me. I'm That's, doing yeah, fourth year uni so, and full time work. So. Yeah. Let me talk about a game that I was uh, really disappointed in. Um, I, although I knew we should. I, I, what. What I should have been expecting, anyway, with uh, Mario Sports Superstars. Yeah. yeah. I was I was looking forward to the whole idea of it because it was made by Camelot. Yeah. Yeah. So Camelot, the the guys that did the the tennis game, the Mario tennis game. I think they did the golf as well. And they did the golf as well. Yeah. Yeah. They have a good history of making good Mario games. Yeah. So now you've got, and it's these games. It, it's golf, tennis, then you've got the soccer, then yeah. you've got the horse racing. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds really good. Yeah, it, it's not. Yeah. That's as much as you can say. It's not. It's not good. The serious lack of modes in any of the sports, which is just, it's bizarre. It's like they turned all of the games that they had made big, full, great ones of before into mini games. Yeah. Yeah, but but why do that? The game already exists. Yeah. Um, and that game supersedes any of those. Anyway, so you're not going to sell any more of them. So it was a very, very bizarre choice. Um, Is it one of the most disappointing games of 2017? No, because the 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 early reviews for it were coming out and they're going, it's bad. It's you know saying everything that I've just said now. It it seems like one of those ones that we didn't know anything about. I guess like for context, like in general, disappointing is probably. You know, something that we were excited for and then didn't live up to those expectations. Yes, yeah. And I think Mario Sports Superstars we weren't excited for because I don't think any of us knew it was coming out until it was out. Yes. And then by the time it was out, it had loads of bad reviews and we already knew, oh, this game's not great. Yeah, I think we knew, you know, we had a lead time of one or two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was announced way before that, but, like, we didn't didn't pick up on it. Yeah. So I take it off here, Yeah, I'm I'm happy to say. Because I think it's definitely a disappointment, but I think there's some stronger things um, yeah yeah definitely can we take Sonic Forces off there because who expected much from it 
Like, other than you. <laughs> they've released one of the best Sonic games in years this year, and then also one of the worst. Yeah, well, the, one of the best Sonic games in years is a lovely, pretty-up-and-rehash of original Sonic stuff. I mean, yeah, but then they also had a bunch of new levels and stuff. Yeah, but also, and like, then the other the... one is, hey, let's make another shitty 3D Sonic. But there have been good 3D Sonics. <laughs> no, there haven't. Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations were both good games, no, and this was this play is meant to play like those. They, they were in your head, but they weren't <laughs> even. <laughs> they were good games. There's not been a good Sonic game since the originals, mate. Nah, yeah. Game Boy Advance games were good as well. Um, but no, I, like, I really like the 3D Sonic games when they are good. Like, definitely the last few have been bad. Like, uh, Sonic Lost World wasn't very good. Uh, Sonic Boom is one of the worst games ever made. Like, it is a travesty. But Sonic Forces was made by the same guys that made Sonic Colors and Generations, which I both... I liked those games a lot, and they seemed like they were moving Sonic as a 3D series into a better direction. And then Sonic Forces came out and it's fucking terrible across the board. It's just garbage. I've got a simple rule for Sega. Take the original Sonic and keep putting it on fucking everything you can, including toasters. That's where you make your money. Yeah. Or, you know what? Get the people... Get the people that made Sonic Colors to make another Sonic Colors. And just strip all of this create a character shit that they put into this one out. Remove the changes they made to the physics that make just running terrible like jump jumping in that game is just bad uh, remove all that stuff take the stuff you did with sonic colors <laughs> hell you won't do an hd remake of sonic colors because it was only on the wii so no one played it you yeah, know yeah like put that on the switch or buy that but yeah it doesn't need to be on this list it's not as disappointing because it looked bad before it came out to be fair yes it did definitely did all right um another um, one i don't think needs to be on here is that's you uh i think i added this to this list because i wasn't super enthused by it but it's alright it's not it's okay I wasn't I wasn't expecting too much from it yeah it was Sony's first attempt at making a Jackbox style game and it's not as good as a Jackbox game but, but it's not bad but it's not bad and you know Jackbox have been making games for years now <laughs> like they know they know what they're doing yeah well, let's let's be honest though if anyone's making a Jackbox game is it going to be as good as the Jackbox games well that's who has potential I think the the the, the, the play link is it called yeah there are some decent PlayLink games, and we'll get towards some of them later on. Okay. But they are going in the right direction. It, like Kieran says, it's their first go. I think it's probably existed for a little while, hmm. and you know, so they've learned a lot from it. And there's other. It's not just one set of teams making these PlayLink yeah, games. There's different people different. doing it. And yeah, stuff, because so. one of the ones that will come later, Hidden Agenda, is made by the Until Dawn guys. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know what massive. team. Yeah, I don't know what team was that made that too. Um. It was one of the in-house Sony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah um, and it's alright. I like the, the presentation of it, stuff like that. At least. Yeah. It's just, it was a bit disappointing because it wasn't as good as Jackbox stuff. But again, it's their first attempt, so it doesn't need to... Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not so bad. Um, so we've got five games left on here. So we need Connor 2. Cool. I think Mass Effect has got to be on this list. Mass Effect's got to be if on If it there. doesn't win this, it's definitely going to be on this list. Yeah. They, I... kill, they killed Mass Effect. Yeah, they did. Um, I don't I, think it's a terrible game, especially no. once they fix the bugs. But it's not a good Mass Effect game. Yeah. It's like they they took probably my favorite series of Last Generation and yeah. made a mediocre one of those games. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you that. I don't think Shadow of Wardor 
deserves to be on there. I haven't oh, played it, enough of it. It really. absolutely but... deserves to be on there. No, it doesn't. I will argue <laughs> you black and white about that. I didn't. I I didn't like it as much as the first. I didn't think it was even half as bad a game as you made it out. Is to there anything else being cut out here though? Like, um, first, before we do that, because okay, it might be because, yeah, like, for example, right. I think I put Prey on here, um, but I never actually bought Prey. I just played the demo and was a bit disappointed because I didn't think um, it played that well. But that's I seen the trailer and it was it was never on my radar, so I'm. I'm surprised to it, it wasn't. I'm surprised it wasn't on your radar because that game is just Bioshock. Yeah, no, I I haven't. Played yeah, but much it's of not it. a good Bioshock. It. Seems like it might be. I didn't like it based on the demo, but from what a lot of people said, it sounds like it actually has probably quite a good right. Bioshock. Um, it um, was just one of those that didn't appeal. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, we can remove uh, Concept Revolt as well. Now, Concept Revolt got on my radar because I was keeping an eye on 3DS games at one point, mm. okay. and one of the Nintendo Directs, uh, they made this big deal about a Japanese game that his it's celebrating its 20th year and we're going to get uh, for the first time in its history we're going to get this game here in Europe oh was that the one that came out on the shirt that came out on Switch no this is a 3DS game okay um, and it's the board game one isn't it yes it's the board game one so uh, yeah. best way okay. of describing it is Monopoly uh, crossed with Magic the Gathering or Pokemon yeah. Yeah. so trading cards in Monopoly style and that was the disappointing part of it was that it was really just roll and move um, yeah. it was a monopoly it was completely random uh, it's not the most disappointing it was disappointing because I was looking forward to it and then but I didn't know about again a little bit like um, Mario I didn't know about it to get really excited about it so I wasn't that disappointed it was just disappointed once I played it yeah yeah, so, yeah no that makes sense um, yeah so I'm, I'm happy to remove that Okay. And then that does mean that Shadow Wardog... <laughs> it, it, it's on the most disappointing oh, list. Oh, the Cold Set Revolt Gambit has paid off. But I will argue that it is not the most disappointing. I, I would argue that as well. Like I think that... It might be disappointing to some people, and I will even admit it was a little well, disappointing to me. what you need to remember what I'm saying is I'm not saying it's a bad game. No, I'm no. I'm saying I... it's disappointing. So it's possible for one of the best games of the year to be the most disappointing. Yeah. That's very true. I would um, also say like, Shadow of War is mainly for me on this list just because I didn't stick with it. Shadow of War was my game of the year. The uh, Shadow of Mordor was my game of the year. The year that came out, and I'm I pretty didn't sure it stick was, with it. I'm pretty sure it was my game of the year. I think it was, it was, our, was, our, it was our overall one. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I don't think it was it our wasn't, overall. It wasn't overall. Oh, was it no. No. Um, it was. It was my number two or three. But it was um, close. And yeah. this game is much the same, and it's more of the same. But, but that, they... yeah, that's the problem, Paul. That's that's the whole thing. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. Um, the, and the that's big, why I liked it. The big, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The, the most negative thing about about it that I can say is they really shit cobbled together, made out of nowhere story. Yes. Who did they consult with on this? Peter Jackson. But to be fair, the first game was like that as well. The story in the first game was yeah, really bad. It, it was possible to play the first two worlds of that game without getting much of the story in there. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll give you that. The, the story gets rammed down your throat straight away in this one. You're going, hang on, this just makes no sense whatsoever. See, sexy and spiders and all that nonsense. See, I'll, I'll give you sexy spider. Sexy, sexy spider being the, the worst part about that game. The rest of it... Oh, the best part. Storyline <laughs> wise, I am okay with because unlike you two, I do not hate the fact that The Hobbit was three films. I love the invented, expanded worlds. That's entirely not exist non-existent to uh, most of you fanatical fans. I didn't care about the bits where it's not particularly, you know, 
canon to Lord of the Rings because man, I don't like Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna be honest here. I adore Lord of the Rings. I really like the Hobbit. I don't like Lord of the Rings. I adore the Lord of the Rings. I don't like those Hobbit movies. So I'm okay with them inventing new stuff for me to see. Um, some people might go nuts. Like the the shallow being a sexy spider lady, I don't care about because whatever it's it's dumb because it's slightly sexist and they made a sexy lady for yeah. no good reason but I don't care about it from a canon standpoint because no, no hey. it was it was just kind of fun. I'm not a big defender of Lord of the Rings or anything like that it was just I couldn't really see the point of inventing all this new stuff my um, only reason I would consider it being on the most disappointing it was the same problem I had with this year's South Park game it went on too long should South Park be on this list? yeah it, you know something it possibly could be because it went on too long and it was more of the same because I'm okay with this for the exact this. same reasons that Shadow Wardor's on there for Mike I would put South Park the Fractured Butthole on here see the thing I, is I don't feel super strongly about any of these except for Mass Effect so yeah Mass Effect if, to me is the most disappointing you, game uh, I, I'm happy to take off Shadow Wardor uh, but there's I, nothing else there but if you wanted to it depends how strongly you feel about it because then what you would have is you would have something that Kieran feels very strongly about, which is Mass Effect. Yeah. Something I feel very strongly about we haven't spoke about yet, which is Micro Machines World Series. Yeah. And if you want to take Shadow of War out and put South Park on, yeah, I mean, I'm, ha- I'm absolutely happy with that. No, I'm okay with leaving Shadow of War on there, because for Just, the same reasons... I'm going to fix the name of this one here. Shadow, Shadow, Shadow of War. War <laughs> Shadow of War to me is the same amount of disappointing as the Fractured Butthole. That's the fair. games were good... I really enjoyed them yeah. both. Right, okay. They went on too long. I, I'm still going to at some point sit and just like blast through Shadow of War. Like it's... I never finished it. It was so long I never finished it. Um, yeah, <laughs> By the I... time you've liberated like the fourth zone, you're pissed yeah. off. And another thing for me with it is just like it's super generic from a structure standpoint. Yes, th- like... yeah, that was my whole thing. It was the, it was the more generic of it yeah. from it and it was more you know, the world looks stunning but it's and I yeah. think the reason I might have been more forgiving is that is because you're talking to the person who's played every played, Assassin's right. Creed. Yeah, uh, no, that's fair. Yeah. I, I have as well, and I have played like pretty much every open world game that's came out in the past like two years, and I'm so done with that structure of open world. It's another one where, again, Zelda came out this year and did open world structure differently and better. Yeah. And yeah. so it's hard to go back to, here's a thousand pins on a map go to them and yeah. get collectibles Shadow and War and... this year for me had the same problem as Mafia 3 you know the... yeah excellent. so we had we had a review copy I've, I've got the review story. copy of Shadow of War yeah. and we haven't done a written review but we've spoke about it on the podcast yeah. and what we've said you know and we're in agreement of it as well and, and we're agreeing again is what everyone else has said about it as well it's not a bad game no not yeah. at all it's it's by no not... means but it's it's not extraordinary. It's not no. going to come close to winning our game of the year, no. like the first. Um, the, the, without... Well, maybe it will, Paul's. <laughs> no, it, it, it's not. It's not even on my with, top ten. Without game. being too derogatory maybe about either. it, it is a big, massive bag of meh. Yeah. Yes. No, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean. Right. I think it, we're we're in agreement that Shadow Wars will be on this list. Yeah. Least. No. Oh. I, I'm I'm happy to leave it on <laughs> so there. So I was wondering because... if we should hear about Micro Machines because that's the one we've not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Micro Machines. It got announced that they were doing a new game. Yeah. And everyone... They being Codemasters. Yes. Who had already made a knockoff Micro Machines game a year or two ago. Yeah. And had originally had the license to yeah. Micro Machines. So the internet collectively lost its shit. 
and thought, this is excellent, this is going to be really good. And what we get is this dumbed-down, online-only, top-down racer-type thing, Mm -hmm. which you would probably expect to pay, you know, seven quid if it was called Tiny Racers. Yeah. Yeah. And it may as well have been. The only thing that it had was the Micro Machines name. Uh, I spoke about it when it first came out. Uh, You know, lack of modes. Uh, Just... It wasn't good. Uh, yeah. I, you were saying, you know, we've not really played bad games. I think... That's the I, closest. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's my worst game that I played this year, yeah. quite possibly. Um, and I was very, very disappointed. I was so disappointed. I think uh, at one point Paul had sent... I think you'd sent me a picture of it in... Uh, you'd seen it in a shop somewhere saying, should I buy it? And I think it was... It was dirt cheap, and I said, oh, don't no, do it. Oh, no, it was something like seven quid or something. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, you, you, you genuinely said, don't do it. And I didn't. I, I, I didn't. Yeah. So that, it's my personal <clears throat> most disappointing game of the year. Um, but, yeah, so we've all... Here's my argument against that, though. Yeah. You really like Mass Effect. Yes. Did you play Andromeda? No. Why didn't you play Andromeda? Because, yeah... <laughs> There's my argument. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy. No, I'm in agreement with Kieran that it is the most I, disappointing game yeah. of 2017. I still quite like Mass Effect Andromeda. It's yeah. got some good things about it, but like things like the story. Yeah, but it's not doesn't Mass go Effect, anywhere. It's not a Mass Effect game, though. Yeah, the bits of it that are Mass Effect are the bits of that you're like, oh man, this is actually okay. And yeah. dude, and things like the gameplay is better than Mass Effect's ever been. Like the shooting yeah. is great. The traversal stuff's great. The even the vehicle stuff in open world is actually pretty good uh-huh. though. Yeah. But yeah, like it's yeah. just the story stuff um, is yeah. not great. All right. Yeah, I'm happy for that too. Yeah, no, I'm Mass Effect Andromeda is definitely to me the most disappointing game of right. the year that's left there. What the Right. Happy so, enough to leave Shadow of War on there, but I'm also yeah. tipping the hat. So we were saying we were going to get through this quickly. How long did it take us to get there? 22 minutes. <laughs> That's fine. That one was... Um, I think the next couple will be relatively quick. Yeah. Uh, most disappointing goes to Mass Effect Andromeda, with runners-up Micro Machine, World Series, and Shadow of War. And an honourable mention to uh, the Fractured Butthole, yeah. for the same reasons as Shadow of War. Door. Them, um, War Door. Not um, being particularly as good as the first ones. Yeah, yeah. cool. Right, so next category we have Best Open World. Uh, this category that is kind of just um, game that an open world game that kind of uses its world in a, a the yeah. most interesting way. Yeah, it's yeah. the the most. I think if we could go into you know like an internet simulation of that world and just That's spend time in it, yeah. yeah. So it's so kind of the best way we've always. We have it. nominated. We have Horizon Zero Dawn, Mario Odyssey. Zelda Breath of the Wild, Assassin's Creed Origins, Gravity Rush 2, Yakuza 0, and Ghost Recon Wildlands. Cool. Which I think we can take Ghost Recon off. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's a really cool world and stuff, but it, like, it's... it's... Uh, I think we can... And I, this is probably weird for me to say, because it's the best Assassin's Creed we've had in, in like a good long while, but I'm happy to take Assassin's Creed off of there, because... The world is stunning, it's nice, but at the same time, it's ancient Egypt. Yeah, and in terms of like the structure of it, um, it's they borrowed a lot more from The Witcher than previous Assassin's Creed games this time. Yeah. Um, 
and I appreciate that, and I like that. I think it's a better structure for open world games yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, it's a good, it's a good game. It's the best Assassin's Creed they've made since possibly Black Flag. Black, yeah, well, yeah, Black Flag so. is the best they've ever done. So. Uh, yeah, I probably I, agree with that. Yeah. I would, I would actually. Well, I love the Ezio trilogy, but Black Flag was amazing. So yeah, yeah. It, it's the best Assassin's Creed since Pirate. Black Flag. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with cutting it. Um, I, yeah. Just because I don't feel super strongly about it, I like it. Yeah, I like it, and if we're it's very pretty. Yeah. I would love to spend some time in that world in real yeah. life, but that's just because I want to visit Egypt. Uh, yeah. Yakuza Zero is it's funny. Um, it's fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. Uh, the open world part of it is not the strongest part of that game. Yes, so I'm okay, yeah. got it. It's kind of a lot of walking down. It's, they do. They have a really good, well realized city, and it has lots of nice side missions and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but it's not it's not somewhere that you can just kind of sort of wander about and float around in. It's I mean, like, you, it feels you like can, you're walking down a corridor to get to where you need yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't feel that. Um, like you can definitely wander around. There's a bunch of side mission stuff hidden around there, but yeah, I'm okay with cutting out because yep. it's not. Uh, I am probably the one that feels strongest about it, but I think Gravity Rush Two should stay on here. Um. See, see the other three that are sitting there, and we haven't. Spoken That's the about only yet. thing, though. I yeah. think, I think the other three are far stronger than Gravity Rush Two. Mm. Yeah. So uh, uh, lament uh, and uh, uh, say how good it tell us tell us how good it is, but it's going. Gravity yeah. Rush Two uh, has like one of the best open worlds, just because it's got. So the main gimmick of Gravity Rush is that the main mechanic is you can fly around by changing the direction of gravity and so you'll yep. fly up into the air fall down and stuff and very early on in gravity rush 2 you get to the main city that most or about half the game takes place in and you spend a lot of time in this large city that's kind of broken up into little islands that you can oh. fly around in yeah and at some point you get a mission that's like oh go to this other place and you look at the marker and it's just down and you just fall. And you just fall and you fall and there's like another massive say right underneath the say you're on the first time. It's such a cool thing. Like it's just, there's never been an open world that uses verticality in a way that this game does. Right. Like it has basically three cities that are kind of sandwiched on top of each other in a really cool way. And then kind of minor spoilers, halfway through that game, they also just bring the city from the old game, from the first game into wow. it as well. And they all right. just it connects in a way so that you just have these basically six well I think there's four sections of the original game so you have like those four sections and the three sections from Gravity Rush 2 all connected into this massive open world that you could just fly around it's right. super vertical and super awesome um, if I'm the only one who feels strongly about it I'm okay with it going but I do feel strongly about it <laughs> you're probably the only one that feels strongly yeah. about it uh, you, you played a bunch of Gravity Rush 2 I played you? a bunch of Gravity Rush 2 and I didn't to play me, it Gravity Rush 2 so. to me it wouldn't be on this list uh, you should play it Mike it's really good I should yes um, I mean in, in my head I already <laughs> have my winner for this category and I think neither of the two of you would argue too strongly with me but I'm not going to let that loose until we've discussed all as long as it's not Horizon because Horizon's open world is the reason that I stopped playing Horizon it's, yeah it's not Horizon it's cool I, I, I like I appreciate what they did to make it a living breathing world where there's a bunch of these robot animals traversing yeah. around and stuff and I really liked all that and like the structure of the world and the whole hey we have 
this kind of tribal society that's uh-huh. coming out of the apocalypse. I disliked the bit where there was very little to actually do in that open world, and they kind of faked that there was. Because you look around, you look at that map, and it's filled with things like an Assassin's Creed game would be. It's got you know, all the pins and stuff on it, uh-huh. and all of them are just like. When you actually look at it closer, you're like, oh, actually, there's just animals here. Yeah. That you yeah. can go hunting, but also there's no reason to ever go hunting because you get enough materials just from playing the yeah. game to no, upgrade them. I... There was quite a lot of side quests and things to do. Um, but most of the side quests are... Going hunting and hunt so many animals in yeah. a certain time. And, and also like a lot that. of them are focused on the cities. Like, you'll get, you'll start most of the side quests in the cities. Like you, yeah. You, there's no or reason you, to you... explore the open world. Um, Except for like the four uh, vaults, which I quite like those. There's, there's not. I, I will admit, there's no reason to explore the open world, and I didn't do that much open world exploration because I, I think really liked the story. I did like climbing up the big giraffe satellite things. Yes, that was pretty good. Yeah. Those are fun. Those are pretty um, good. I did a little bit of exploring, but it was just, again, possibly because I didn't play Zelda at that time. Yeah. So you've got this massive world, and it stretches as far as the eye can see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a podcast that I listened to and they'd spoken about it because they'd played the games side by side and they had they, they'd said you know open world for Horizon is amazing until you open your Switch <laughs> yeah. And, yeah yeah so I feel with it being on here but yeah I definitely don't think it yeah no it so I no I agree it's a really pretty lovely open world but there is one that is better. Beautiful world they've created in Horizon. It really yeah. is. Um, I just think all of us are probably in our minds thinking of the one thing. That's I don't know, because the one I'm thinking of is one that Mike hasn't played much of, so I don't know if it's... Well, no, like... I... Uh, well, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Zelda Breath of the Wild. I uh, have not played a lot of that game. Um, mainly because I've never been a huge Zelda fan. So, and that is that yeah, is one never... of the one of the only reasons. And when I got my Switch, I did get that game to have a look at it, but I got like six other games. Yeah, yeah. so you I bought everything. Some... Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> when so I, I bought had... my Switch, it was the only thing that was <laughs> yeah, there. Same. It was yes. like the only game that was out. <laughs> so I had so many other games to look at and concentrate on as well, um, and there was obviously games that I wanted to play more than that. Yeah. Um, but I have to admit, you. When you come out of the cave the first time, and then you meet the guy and yep. he takes you up the first time you got to one of the, the top of the towers. Yeah, so good. And you turn, you look around, the music builds up, and everything. It's just an amazing reveal. It's, yeah. And, the... and then you go right. What the fuck do I do <laughs> now? And the thing is, what the answer is, whatever you want, and you yeah. can. You can spend hours. Just it did feel a bit like the the Horizon stuff, um, where I could do I just spend hours you know i'm going to go to that point way over there and you could you could pick a point that you could see in the in the distance and then go to it mm. and there was other things you you could maybe get halfway in your exploration and you found something else you could do yeah or mm. you could just go straight there and like you know you're taking mental notes and i can go back there i'll go back and yeah. see that or you could take actual notes that's one of the yes, awesome yeah. things they do with the open world is there's you have a map that you can put pins onto to be like yes. there's a thing here and that's such a simple little mechanic where it's like it's 
instead of doing what so many of world games do and being like, oh, you climb a tower and it shows yeah. you a dozen pins everywhere and that just means there's side missions here and stuff like that. Instead of that, the only things the game automatically adds onto your uh, map are stables yep. and dungeons and shrines that you have already went up and activated. Yes. Other than that, you have to add everything to the map yourself. And that little mechanic just encourages you just to explore out yeah. and find things. Right. And I think it's very much one of those... It's very much like a game that manages to actually fulfill the idea of the journey is more important than destination. Yeah. Because yeah. the destination for all those is usually a shrine or a corex or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's not super exciting to get to where you're going. Or, sorry, it's not exciting to, you know, get to the end result. Uh-huh. It is the getting there and exploring that is yeah. fun itself. Yeah. Where, whereas the other game that we haven't spoken about yet, uh, which is Mario Odyssey, that, you know, the, the, it, there is no journey. Mm-hmm. Really, there isn't the world. Each of the separate worlds is not that big. No. Yeah. And the object is to get all of the the stuff that is there. Yeah, the stuff that you need to collect so that you can progress yeah. to the next one. Yep. Um, I think Mario Odyssey is largely on here because of the variety more than the the open world. Like it the, the uses open world in a cool way, and that is you know they applied Mario platforming to much yes. wider areas than they ever have yeah. before. But I think the variety is more than yeah. more important than. If I'm brutally honest, I think if I had played Gravity Rush, I probably would have been with Kieran in, in arguing yeah. that it should be over Mario Odyssey. Yeah, and I, I'm the same. If I'd have played a lot more Gravity Rush too, I would argue. Guys, we can still put Gravity Rush over Mario Odyssey. We, it's we, still we, a thing we, we can yeah, do. Yeah, we, we still can. Yeah, well, We still um, can. I mean, if you two want to argue that, I, I would be okay with it. Do it. Do it. Yay. I, think... I like Mario Odyssey. Uh, it's I don't, a cracking, but it's not. I kind of barely consider it an open world game. Like, well, the, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking as we were talking about it. You know, yeah. there is no. I can understand the argument, especially for like the the Sand Kingdom, because the Sand Kingdom is massive. Like, yeah, yeah. There are open world games that are smaller than that Sand Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's... That Sand Kingdom's great. It's great. Yeah. That game's great. That's, oh yeah, that's... It's, a, it's a cracking game. New Donk City's great. Yes. Yeah. But I think we're all in agreement. The Zelda ones, that's right. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Before we'd even okay. started talking, yeah, about Zelda had won that was, category. That was kind of why I said this one probably wouldn't be too long. Because yeah. no. I think it is. And yet we're still taking 15 minutes. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad at all. So our best open world goes to Zelda Breath of the Wild for the Switch and the Wii U. That came out in the Wii U. Uh, Runners up Horizon Zero Dawn and Gravity Rush. 2. Did it come out in the Wii U? Yes, as well as the Switch. Oh, wow. But why would you play in the Wii U? Yeah. Why would you not buy a Switch? Yeah. <laughs> why would anyone have bought a Wii U? Oh, wait. Wii U's great. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Wii U. Four games that are great on it. Yeah, plenty plenty wrong with it if you don't have too much money. (laughs) Four games that came out for they're great, two of which are on the Switch, another one's coming in February. (laughs) Um, Best release remake is our next category. Yep. Okay. uh, Which has a bunch of nominees, but I think this one will be relatively quick. Yep. So we have Puyo Puyo Tetris, Wipeout Collection, which is Wipeout Omega Collection, I believe is the correct name. Uh, Yes. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami, Starcraft Remastered, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, which we all feel very strongly about. The Super, <laughs> oh, Nintendo, the Super Nintendo Mini Classic, Wonder Boy, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 thingy, which I think is the official name. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. And yes, Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valencia. Yes. Okay, um, so I've played one of these, and <laughs> I will fight tooth and nail to keep it in the top three. I meant to Mario show... Kart 8 Deluxe. <laughs> I can, I can probably stick with that as well, but I meant to show you guys Wonder Boy before this. 
Uh, I've uh, seen quite a lot of. Uh, there was quite a lot of you play. Yeah. Let's plays and things. What yeah. was fucking cool. Um. They took a. I think it was a Master System game, and yeah. they redid all of the art, but it's like pixel perfect with the original stuff. Right. So you just hit a button, and you know when. The Halo remakes and Halo yeah. 2 remakes that they did on the Xbox, you hit uh-huh. the button and it switched the graphics. Yes. Yeah. It's that, but instead of just switching the graphics, it has like a Star Wars style like slide transition between them. Oh, right, okay. And it's just fucking cool to see like this <laughs> this hand-drawn artwork transition right. into this ancient pixel art. <laughs> and it's just one of the coolest things. Um, but the game itself's not great. It's okay, right. but it's not okay. great. Um, I'd like to keep it here for now, at least. But um, keep it there for now. Um, that's fine. I, did anyone actually play Fire Emblem Echoes? Nope. I did not know. So no. you, did you have a look at it at all? Or? I looked at it and it looked cool. Uh, yeah, I it, wanted to. I just didn't want to dust off my 3ds. Which right. Was literally the only reason. Like, I, if that came out, enough. if that came out of the Switch, I would feel super strongly yeah. about it. I bet. Um, I played it, and it, yeah, it was quite good. Uh, and I deserved a uh, just a. A mention. It's yeah. of all the things on this list, that is a full remake. Like they, yes, they modernised that game. Yeah, you know they, they they changed it for a dual screen system. Yeah. They, yeah, they did put a lot of time and effort into it, and it is like you say, it's a it's a full on remake. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a port. Uh, if there is other things that, that people feel we can, strongly about. We can about leave it. on there for now, yeah, because right. I think there's a couple of things we can take off here right away. Okay. One of them being Puyo Puyo Tetris, because that's not a re-release. This is the first year that game has come out. Yes. Oh, well. We're going by British release dates. Right, are we going by that? Okay, Because that came out in Japan, but it's in other categories. Okay, so well, like it's... then it, it should be in a hell of a lot more categories. We can, we can edit that. <laughs> right, okay. That game came out this year. Right. It's not really a re-release. Um... I think we could also take off Kingdom Hearts. At least yeah, I think that. Cause I, I think so. It it was nice to it's nice to have it all on one disc. Yes. And you've got this collection of all the different games. Plus it adds the uh, the story mode for one of the 3DS uh, yeah. or the DS games. Yeah. So you've just got all the, the cutscenes and stuff. Yeah. It was really nice to have it all in as a collection. So it's not really a remake. It's No, it's a re-release. It's yeah, a, yeah. Or a, 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 we've done re-release remakes, but it should also be... Kind of like a collection, like a game of the year. Remaster is what I was looking for, like a remaster kind of thing. And it is a remaster because it's is all of the HD remakes they did for the PS3, right? But bumped up into the PS4 right, and things yeah. like the frame rates better and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's all connected. I think they made some other changes here and there as well to make them better versions. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't think it needs to be on here. It's not super impressive because again, it's the third time they've done it. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's nice. I, I think we both said it when we we bought them and played them was yeah. it is definitely if you don't have if you're missing something it is it's a must buy if you're a fan of the series but Take like off. you say it's the third or fourth yeah. time it's it's been there so yeah um Dragon Ball Z Universe 2 doesn't need to be in here I just wanted to mention it because I really like that <laughs> game still um they put it on the Switch the frame rate is halved it's at 30 frames a second instead of 60 the graphics look really terrible in the hub area. Like it's got a adaptive resolution that a lot of Switch games right. have. But when you're in the hub area where there's a bunch, it's like a big kind of open thing you can fly around, and there's a bunch of AI you can talk to and stuff. Uh-huh. The resolution is definitely on the lowest it can be. It's like real bad. Here's my question, Kieran. 
How many formats do you own that game in? Uh, two. Oh, I thought you had it on PC as well. I don't have it on PC. Uh, <laughs> I thought you had it on PC. I definitely came close before the Switch 1 came out, because there's mods for that that seem quite cool. Ah, fair enough. Uh, I will say, though, I bought the Season Pass for that game twice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Aaron loves him some Dragon Balls out of yeah. Man, the Dragon Ball Fighters isn't it here? It's gonna be so good. Um, what other ones can we probably take off here? Anyone um, feel super strongly about Wipeout Collection? Yes, okay. that game's real good. They didn't do a lot to it, to be fair, but also <laughs> yeah. they shut down the Wipeout Studio and then brought out Wipeout again. Yes, like I think it deserves to be on here, if only because it's weird that it happened at all. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. And it's probably the closest we're going to get to a new Wi-Fi game on PS4. They actually did they did do some work on it. So the mainly the Vita stuff. Yeah, they, the Vita stuff. So if you have a look, the way that it works um, in some of the some of the stadiums and some of the, the the tracks, you've got these big video screens. Yeah. And they had um, it was like uh, photo photos of certain pilots, and one of them was somebody that worked for. The team, um, oh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Amy Nakajima, I think it is. Yeah, she's one of the, the the spokespersons for the the brand and the game at the time. Uh, that doesn't appear anymore, and there was other like photos of pilots yeah. and stuff like that that doesn't exist anymore. But yeah. it was in the game, and they redid a lot of the art for the the Vita game. The, yeah, the PS3 lo- was less so. Like yes. they, they kind of just bumped them up, and again, those had adaptive resolutions on the PS3 where. Yeah. It could go up to 1080p, but it didn't most of the time. Yeah. And the PS4 was just kind of like, well, it's at 1080p all the time. Because yeah. Whatever. The the Vita, they did clean up that Vita game a yeah. hell of a lot. Uh, also, Wipeout's just really good. Yeah, I, I <laughs> fell in love yeah. with that game again when I played it at the beginning That's of this fair. year. So I've not played it, so... They didn't do a lot of work to like remastering the graphics of those PS3 games, but you know what? Those PS3 games still look fucking great. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're still some of the best looking racing yeah. games. I would like it to stay on here for now, at least. Yes, that's okay um, by me. Feel okay by me. I think we could probably take Yakuza Kiwami off, as much as I really like it. Um, right. That's a full remake of the first Yakuza game uh, right. in the <clears throat> Yakuza Zero engine. Yeah. And uh, they did a lot of stuff to, like, all the combat stuff's updated, so it's just Yakuza Zero. But also, there's so much, like, reused assets from Yakuza Zero as a result. It is kind of just the same city with some changes because the time period is different okay. um, like the same models for a lot of characters and stuff like that like right, okay. the same animations and that so it's it's still really good that they did it especially if, because I think Yakuza 0 this year brought so many more people into that series like me like I I played the only Yakuza game I played before this was 3 right uh-huh. and I dropped off it after a few hours didn't really I thought it was cool but didn't stick with it uh, Yakuza 0 I played through the entire thing off and loved and was like I love this series now I need to play all these games <laughs> bought Yakuza Kiwami and it's like this at times it shows its age because a lot of the structure stuff is still based on that PS2 game right? and so it's like this is this was an early PS2 game um, but it's real pretty and they did a lot of nice stuff to make it better Okay. but I think we can take it off just because if nothing else it's not as good as Yakuza cool. 0 was so Let's talk about the the Nintendo SNES Mini Classic. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is. But I don't know if it necessarily needs to be on this list. It's just that I couldn't yeah. find any other list to put it on. <laughs> to mention it. It's um, not really. It is a re-release, but it's just an emulator box. It's yes, not. It's nothing special. Yeah. 
Uh, that front end's got really catchy music on it, which makes me continually <laughs> sad. I was already sad that the Switch doesn't have any like background music on the main menu, or even right. in the store. Yeah. Uh, but especially when the SNES Mini came out, because that background music's so good. It's like so catchy. <laughs> I need to actually have a look at it. Have but, a little yeah, play when I'll we show take a break. Yeah, after this. But, but, um, I'll take it off here, though, because it doesn't need to be on cool. That's fine. I was going to say, could you not necessarily do the same with a Raspberry Pi cheaper? I don't know about cheaper, but you, you could definitely do it. It wouldn't look as nice. Those controllers are real good. Okay, fair enough. Those fair are enough. just Super Nintendo controllers. Like They they just made new Super Nintendo controllers. They made controllers. Super Nintendo controllers. Like is, They're really good. That's fair. Um, uh, the other thing we've not talked about on here yet is uh, StarCraft Remastered. Yep. Which I feel like I will probably lose the fight on this one, just because I've not played a massive amount of it but also I'm the only one that cares about Starcraft here yeah um, actually no I like competitive Starcraft I just don't play it well that's the thing is they they realised that Starcraft 2 was slowing down competitively and Starcraft 2 over the past couple of years they've invested more into the co-op stuff and yeah. kind of getting people in they've made the campaigns free to play or the first campaigns free to play now yeah um which people should go play at all the multiplayer is free to play and the co-op up to level 5 is free to play okay and so StarCraft 2, they kind of push towards being slightly more open for everyone. Yeah. And then on the competitive scene, they made the first StarCraft and Brood War free-to-play. Yeah. Because people started moving back to Brood War, just because they liked the multiplayer a lot. And then StarCraft Remastered came out, and it is Brood War, but again, they've updated all the graphics. It runs 1080p yeah, I mean, now. It used to run at 4x3 resolutions only. Now it's got wider range of 16 by 9 resolutions and stuff. Competitively, Brood War was the best one anyway. Yeah, people. I still like watching StarCraft 2. I prefer StarCraft 2 in a lot of ways. Um, but I understand why competitive people prefer... Brood War. Brood War. Yeah. Um, and the, that's the thing. They've... A lot of the... This remaster is basically going to take over the competitive scene for that. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's understandable. That's fair enough that you want yeah. to put it on there. And I... I've watched a bit of it played competitively yeah. and it does look pretty nice. But of the things on here, I don't think it really holds against them, mainly because I didn't play a lot of it and I didn't really see if they made much changes to like the matchmaking on StarCraft. Uh-huh. Like That's the thing for me that if I was still super in StarCraft, which I'm not really, and if I was, I would still mainly be in StarCraft 2. Um, like the matchmaking stuff in the old StarCraft, which... For nostalgia reasons, a lot of people still really like because it was a kind of lobby system. You just make a game and people randomly join yeah. it and stuff. If they didn't, if they didn't update that, then who knows? But I, I don't know if they have, so I'm okay with cutting it for now. Yeah, but that no, campaign's it's... worth playing through again. And even if you don't want to see it with a pretty new graphics, like that game's free now. You can download Starcraft yeah. for free. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so we have four games. We only need to cut one now. So we have Wipeout Collection, Wonder Boy, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Fire Emblem. So I am I'm happy to take Fire Emblem Echo Shadows of Valencia out of there because I'm the only one that played it. Yeah. Um, I think I would feel pretty strong about it if I had played it, but it's yeah. just one of those things no, where I'm, we don't have time to play everything. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I'm, I've not played I'm it, happy so. to, to take it out, but it is a fantastic game if you do like Fire Emblem, if you can find your 3DS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did I, actually dust it off so I could play some... Uh, Fireable face. <laughs> I still not finish that. Uh, which is a fantastic game as well. But yeah, uh, it is definitely worth seeking yeah. it out and having right. a off just having shot um, That means we definitely lean more into the remaster than remakes here. Then. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So Mario Kart 
8 Deluxe. I was... It made me I, like Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, yes, but see everything that you're about to say and have said, the pair of you. You said about the Wii U game? It was in the Wii U game. Yeah, I said this. Yeah, I know. I agree. No, they so, didn't make massive changes. They put it on the Switch, which I think being portable is part of the reason that I like it so much more. Um, I, I love the fact that, well, we met up to play uh, board games yeah. uh, the other week there. Yeah. And uh, uh, myself and and were waiting in the pub, waiting on you guys showing up. And I had the Switch and put the Switch out on the table and we are playing Mario Kart when uh, Kieran yeah. came along and met us. Yeah. Which is fucking cool, you could do that. That's yeah, the yeah, thing. That is... Less than the changes they made to the game, because whatever, they, made, they put a proper battle mode in, but I've never been a big battle mode yeah. guy anyway. Yeah, yeah. They added the ability for you to uh, hold two items instead of one now, yeah. which is pretty good. So, that stuff, like, they made a bunch of small changes. They added the squiddling from uh, Splatoon, yes. which is really the best change. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there's a bunch of small changes they made in that game, most of which are positive. I would say the changes they made to unlocking stuff is negative. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a negative. That stuff, I don't like that, but whatever. Um but I think for me, more than anything, more than any of the actual changes they made to the game, the fact that it's on a portable system is the bet that the the best thing, yeah. Because well, I had I had Mario Kart, and it was the it was the first game I bought when I had my Wii yeah. U. Uh, showed it to you guys. I brought my Wii yeah. U here, and, and I liked it. Yeah, and we liked it. We yeah, played yeah. it and everything. But here's the thing: that thing sat in the house for how long? Yeah, three years, four years. I I would play it, and wouldn't go near the fucking. Thing. <laughs> Right, but we the first time we seen a switch, and uh, it was friend of the show Tom, and Tom had got his switch out and went and gave Anne the controller, oh, and she went ah. Oh. Never just get a switch out, man. That's... Yeah, <laughs> not, in not in public. But yeah, uh, and she played it, and there's occasions where she'll play. Yeah. So I think that's more. I think that's more to do with the switch than the. Well, part of it the is game. they added in uh, more. Uh, accessibility stuff to make it a bit easier for people who don't really play games yeah. right. racing game stuff to play like there's the auto drive stuff so mm-hmm. there's two modes of it either you can have it or you can turn both on if you want to just not play it uh, there's one that like auto accelerates for you and there's oh, wow. one that uh, takes corners for you right I think I took those off yeah and I, I did as well but it's been I those played it with the auto accelerate on when I took it on holiday and played it with the fiance's parents right and it made it super simple for them. Yes. Ah. I also don't feel like... Like, they'll accelerate something that I don't have any issue with, like, having on regardless. Like, I don't. Well, but, in, in my, I mean, in Mario Kart, you just hold down the A button constantly anyway, so yeah, why not? Say, why not? Oh, mate. Yeah, unless you're, unless you're playing at the, like, the, the 200cc level. Yeah. But you're not going to do that when you're playing... A That's the other thing they added to this version, was they added the 200cc stuff, yes, which... Yeah. Yeah. I don't like very much. I think it's too it's fast. Too it's fast. too it's fast. It's too hard. <laughs> it's definitely too fast. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah. My my issue was that just, there was already a really good game. That, yeah. yeah. I just wanted it on the top three. I don't care what wins this category. I would put out Wipeout at the top for me, just because I fucking like Wipeout. Yes. I like. Arguably, it's the one of these they did the least to, but. But. Yeah, it's, it's just, just my favorite game. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a fanboy thing for me as well. Definitely, um, we were both really excited when it was a really stupid thing that you could pre-order a slipcase. I ended up not even getting that. I bought it digitally, so <laughs> <laughs> I was super excited about the slipcase that looked like a PS1 game, but elongated out to PS4 
game sizes was yeah. bizarre. But yeah, I would argue that like I'd be okay with Wipeout winning this just because I like Wipeout so much. But yeah. I would also argue that Wonder Boy is the one of these three that is the biggest like improvement to a game. Uh-huh. Like just in terms of like what they did to the heart of that game, and that also came out on Switch and is like one of the it is a perfect kind of Switch game, like having that kind of old school platformer on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. I don't this category. I never feel super strongly about things anyway. So. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy with uh, Wipeout. Yeah, Wipeout. Same. Let's stick it. Wipeout Mega Collection then is our. Uh, best re-release slash remake of the year. Oops, actually, I scored out <laughs> instead of giving it a... Whoops. Oh, 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 oh. taken it out of the list. It's off. Uh, and then runners-up are Wonder Boy and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Good. I'm good with that. Cool. Um, next, we have best new character. So, e. it's Mike, and we're done. Hey, Not new character, though. You've been around for years, man. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> our, our nominees for this one, we have Delian from Hellblade. Senua from Hellblade the big dancing Korok guy with the maracas from Zelda Breath of the Wild whose <laughs> uh, name I can't actually remember the dog from Mario Odyssey Cappy from Mario Odyssey I like him 2B from Nier Automata Lucky Chloe from Tekken 7 Nugget from Yakuza 0 Cass from Breath of the Wild and the cat monkey in the New Order <laughs> <laughs> I've just added the cat monkey from Wolfenstein in the New Order so I would argue against the cat monkey from New Order because even though they intended it as foreshadowing, that is straight up just fucking spoiled the twist of that game for me. Because it's so obvious the moment that shows up and like the after like the first mission you're like, Oh, they're gonna do that. See it didn't spoil it for me. <sighs> I guess Maybe I'm just dumb, but it didn't spoil it for me at all. I was like Okay, so this is a mad, crazy German Russian scientist dude who's stitched a monkey head on or a cat head. Yeah, I was gonna say we should probably just Minor spoiler, or big spoiler <laughs> warnings for Wolfenstein 2. Also, we should have said at the top of the podcast, there's going to be spoilers for all sorts of things. Yeah. Yes, there will this be. This category especially, I think all of these games will probably get spoiled slightly. Um, um, and also, also signed in your order after you spend like the first half of that game with 50% health being your maximum health. Uh, Which weirded BG, me out. I was like... BJ Blasco is dying. Like, he's real sick. He's weak. He keeps, you know... You have his internal you, monologue where he's you, like, I'm dying. Yeah, but you do don't this, have to blah, spoil blah, blah. all this just now. You can spoil it at best moment. But it's relevant because this is the, this is connected to that moment where th- this cat monkey thing wouldn't be as impressive if the twist they did wasn't there. No, is, I still think it would be because it's a psychotic cat monkey. Thing. <laughs> well, whatever. Basically, the, there's just you have a scientist who's in your your group in the first game, and he is in the group in the second game. Yep. And his cat dies. Because he gets into some radioactive materials or something yep, like that. Yep. He gets real sick because he, he dies. So he gets this monkey, cuts his head off, and he attaches the cat's head to the monkey. And that monkey cat shows up a few times. And is, and is trundling all over the submarine that you're in for yeah. most of the game. Fair annoying enough. the crap out it's of everyone. It's pretty neat. <laughs> I, I'll leave, I don't know if it necessarily makes this list. I, I just thing, wanted to put it on there. <laughs> we can leave it here for now, I guess. This is one sure. of my favourite things that happened this year. Um... I feel pretty strongly about cinema yes. in this one. Um, Delian less so, although I really like Delian. His story is actually is weird because those are two sides of the same coin where 
Senua's story is the one you play through, but yes. it's also very um, it's very subtle. Like they don't push on your face like what is actually going on. It kind of is dripped out over time, yes. and then it's still not completely clear at the end what is entirely going on. Yeah. Whereas Delhi in the straight up just like I was kidnapped by Vikings. I fought those Vikings. I escaped through fire. Yeah. It was rad. And he tells you a bunch of stuff about Norse mythology. And yes. It's pretty good. He's just um, a cool dude. Yeah. It, see, I, I I kind of more viewed him as sort of like a, a guide and a. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and also, as that game goes on, you realise how insane he has become as a result of oh, like yeah, yeah. the things he has went through. Which, again, is one of the main things of yeah. that game is. You know, I suppose the mental effects of the, trauma. You know the fact that the the way that I didn't I didn't think about him too much, but he's essential to the story. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and he's essential to what's happening in the whole thing. So the fact that I just accept that he's part of it, I think, is maybe what makes him a good character. Then. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, we don't need quite either of them for now. I guess, yeah, but. definitely, Senor. Uh, fantastic. It helps that like the the voice acting is so good with her. Yeah. The multiple voices, the voice yeah. acting oh, is so good. There, that. Um, I mean, yeah. that's stuff that'll show up later in this game, uh, this uh, these podcasts. But yeah, like that's um, yeah, is the, so the, good. The first time you play it and you play it with the headphones, I was freaked out. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, just that opening sequence. I've still not played it, so. Um, yeah. it's something you should play. Uh. I think it would have the desired effect, especially on you, Paul, because you know the the more tense games and you know jumpy, scary things like oh that, yeah, I'm tends just to have, yeah, they, 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 very susceptible to those. Yes, yeah. yeah. This will have the, its desired effect on you, and it is really well done. And when I think everyone knows that you know the the premise of the game and, and what her, her issues dealing with are. mental health yeah. issues yeah. and things like that, yeah five minutes of playing that opening sequence and the way that the, the voice acting and everything's done and that character is so well yeah. crafted you get what they're aiming at and it's yeah our uh, next podcast is most uh, the best like atmosphere style stuff and I think we'll probably talk more about that I mean I wasn't planning on installing Hellblade and making Paul play it at all before that but maybe we should do I think that because yeah. it's actually real good um, okay um, I, we can um, leave those two on there for yeah. now, but I would definitely feel stronger about Senua than Dillian. Personally. Yes, no, I'm, I'm the same. I'm happy for you to remove Dillian. Remove Dillian. Okay. But I, I think Dillian is essential to that story. Like, Oh, he, is, because, he absolutely is. It's, again, like you see, it's kind of told through that story that he has already kind of like fallen and become like given into a lot of the issues that yeah, have but, happened because of the trauma yes, he's been through, yeah. and Senua is still fighting them. And it's like, yes, this yeah. is what... Yeah. At, at one point, it becomes... You know, he's part of the reason that she's still doing things, yeah. And, yeah without without um, giving too much away. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, cool. I don't think Cappy's actually a character. I don't know. I like Cappy. Cappy. See, and he's the only one on here I would <laughs> argue the hell out. Oh of. my god, Cappy. All right, fine. We can, he's I guess, the only I guess one says, on here. He says drinks tea and talks to you when you're in the. Yes. Yeah. We could take the dog off though. The, yeah. the dog can go. The dog. Cappy wear, must. Stay. I mean, the the dog wears a hat though. It's pretty good, and also yeah. if you throw your hat, the dog goes and yes, catches yeah. it. That's pretty good. That's yeah. his best character. But I think there's been dogs in Mario before, so I don't know if it counts as a new yeah. character. So no, I I do like Cappy. Cappy's fun. Um, uh, the big dancing cork guy with the maracas and Breath of the Wild is really cool. As long as you don't spoil anything for me. Uh, uh he you, you know the cork seeds you pick up. Yeah. 
you give them to him and he upgrades your inventory space and every time he does he dances. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. With the Samaracas. With the Samaracas. And then also when he upgrades, when he finishes upgrading your inventory, it opens up the inventory and then he goes da-da-da-da! <laughs> and it's really good. Cool. Um, but he doesn't need to be on here. <laughs> I also don't think Cass needs to be on here. He's the bird with the the accordion. Yep. Shows up a bunch of places. He's yes. pretty cool but also he only seems to know one song. So, oh, yeah, he does only know one song. So fuck yeah. that guy. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. But he's pretty good. And he's like most drunk people in Glasgow on a Saturday night. <laughs> he only knows one it's song. Really, it's really weird when he keeps showing up at, you know, different, you know, dungeons just going, here we, here we fucking go. It's like, well, <laughs> learn another song, man. <laughs> Again, uh, like a drunk person in Glasgow on a Friday yeah. night. Uh, yeah. He is the drunky guy of Breath. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the Wonderwall kid. Yeah, he's the Wonderwall busker. <laughs> so in in Glasgow, there used to be many years ago. Uh, whenever you went out in Glasgow at night, from about five o'clock in the the evening onwards, there was always this guy on uh, one of the main streets. And no matter how often you seen him, he only sang one song, and it was uh, Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was always the chorus. No oh, no, whenever no. you caught me, it was the chorus. I think it was he only knew the chorus. Yeah, he just strummed the rest <laughs> and then sang the chorus. <laughs> but uh, guess what? That's what drunk people want on a Friday. Very much. <laughs> uh, so the, one of the one the characters I put in. Um, we can take her off, but maybe talk about her. is Lucky Chloe from Tekken 7. fuck Lucky Chloe. <laughs> why, why would you put Lucky Chloe in this? <laughs> but you've got this character, female character, um, and she's... Uh, the story is that she is the spokesperson for one of the corporations. Uh, it's the corporation run by uh, Kazuya, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. And, uh, but it's just the way she's dressed. She's wearing one of those, you know, those like cat hat scarf type things and she's got the the paws connect to your arms and she fights with this thing and she's always got the fucking the paws on her hands yeah she's alright often you taking characters though I would actually say Katarina's better but she's less of a good character she's I think she plays better yes (laughs) Lucky Chloe doesn't she doesn't play that way it was just she is actually quite fun Um, yes yeah it was more she's fun I like uh, her story yeah uh, in the story mode when she has the interactions with Eddie yeah I, I thought it was just cute and also like a kind of dumb like mechanical thing uh, Lucky Chloe is like one of the few characters in that game who's super attacks low and the first time I did that uh, playing against uh, like friend of the show Nathan and we both just freaked out because he was blocking and she hits low. She didn't realize. It was just like neither of us knew. We were just like, oh, I was like, fuck, he's blocked my super. And he's like, I blocked your super. It's easy. And then it goes down, hits him in the leg and it's like, ah, you motherfucker, we got it. But I also don't, I don't know. Of the characters in this list, I would probably cut her before some. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, it was just to give her a, a little yeah, mention as well. She's um, one of the most uh, mental characters from Definitely. Seven. Alright guys, let me tell you about the character that definitely needs to be in this top three. Uh-huh. One of the greatest characters in the history of video games. His name is Nugget. He's from Yakuza 0. So in Yakuza 0 there's a bowling minigame which for stars is better than the Tekken bowling minigame. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> like, let's like, just get out of it. I like Tekken like, like, like Ball as well. It's just uh, the Yakuza one's better. Um, if you get a turkey right. the reward is you win a turkey. They're like, we win this nice cooked turkey. 
You get, oh, nice. You can sit and eat this turkey, and you're like, oh, that's great. So you go, you get a turkey, you come up, and then the woman goes, here's your turkey, and she pulls out a chicken and puts it in front of you. And your character's just like, I thought it'd be cooked. And also, that's not a turkey. That's a chicken. <laughs> and she's like, sorry, this is all we could do. And she's like, do you want me to, like, kill it for you, and we'll cook it? And he's like, and there's just, like, this cutscene of them, him looking into the eyes of this chicken, and he's like, no, it's fine. And then Nugget becomes a, a property manager for you and runs part of your business for you. <laughs> and he's just a chicken. Yes, yeah. You call yeah, him yeah, but you forgot to mention that he's a chicken called Nugget. Yeah, yeah. he's a chicken <laughs> called Nugget. Um, he doesn't need to be on here, but it's really funny. <laughs> it's such a, it's cool. one of my favourite scenes in that game. Um, it will come up in right. best moments. So the cat monkey, is that staying or is that going? Did you, did, uh, did you, you can take, You can take, take it. Take off. Take right. off. Okay, um, so I, I wants to mention it. I then have a question about because we've got three left. Yeah. Um. So the question that I'm asking, the best new character, is it to be or not to be? <sighs> oh come on! I've been waiting the whole ca- the whole day. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the joke in the game. To be fair, is why she's called that. Um, it's hard to go into why I like to be so much without doing lots of major spoilers for near. Yep. Um, but we'll. If people don't want spoilers from here, skip ahead a couple minutes because I'll go into some some of them at least. Okay. Um, the premise of Near is there is a bunch of androids that are fighting against a bunch of robots. The robots were made by aliens to wipe out the human race. Androids were made by humans to protect humans. Last of humans are on the dark side of the moon, protected. Well, the androids are down there fighting robots. To be knows the truth about all this stuff which is major spoilers but also ones that you could probably protect just from the premise right there are no humans humans would be dead for years androids are just fighting and Tubi knows this and keeps getting partnered with a character called uh, A2 I think it is I forget his name Um, and every time he finds out the truth about it her objective is she has to kill him but right. she really likes A2. But constantly, she has to kill him. Over and over. She has right, to kill him. Because okay. that's her job. She has to kill him. That's what she's doing other stuff too. as well. Yeah. She's doing other stuff as well. She's fighting robots, stuff like you play as her for most of the game. Right. But she has to kill him over and over. And uh, just to stop slowly, him. Slowly, yeah. yeah. And it's like slowly, like, destroying her. And her whole character is built up upon this whole kind of idea of. Like, why do we keep repeating things over and over? Like, what makes us do this kind of stuff? And why do we follow objectives that we know are dumb for no good reason? Like, she knows yeah, yeah. Know, the truth about this stuff. And that's not revealed until, like, the second playthrough of the game. It's the weird thing about the structure of that game is there's three playthroughs, technically, but really the second one's very similar to the first one, but the third one's basically a third right. chapter, entirely different thing. Um... I don't think she needs to win this, but I think, yeah, it's good that she's on this list. Cool. Okay. Um, she's a good character, mm-hmm. uh, and they do some cool things with her. Um, I think Senua should win this one, to be honest. Yeah, I that that's where I'm thinking. I like Cappy, um, but he's cute, and yeah. 
I don't feel so strongly about Cappy. But... I, I don't think Cappy should be the, no, no, the I just, I, character. He is the only one on this list that I know <laughs> other than the cat monkey, which is why I'm fighting to put him... So yeah, the only reason Cappy's here is because he's the only one Paul knows. That's fair. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, well... Seno <laughs> is just so good, though. They oh. handle like the mental illness stuff so well. Yeah, I think... She's um, strong while also being fundamentally broken. Yes, and I think, yeah, we do need to like Paul just experience that that opening. I yeah. I want to play that game Definitely purely that on the mental health yeah. premise. Yeah. So just give him a set of head, headphones and like, yeah. All right. So Senua is yeah. our best new character of the year, uh, with runners up Cappy and Tubi. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So next we have biggest surprise. It's kind of the opposite of our most disappointing category. Yeah. Things that we had lowest expectations for and went into with low expectations and end up loving. Um, nominees for this are Mario and Rabbids. Which full names like Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle? I Mario think. and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Super yeah. generic. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Near Automata. Yep. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Sonic Mania. Fortnite PUBG, which is not the name of that game, is Fortnite Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. Resident Evil Seven. Hellblade. Senua's Sacrifice. Echo. Hidden Agenda. Tekken 7, which is also not named that game. I, yep. wrote, I wrote most of these, and I wrote them real poor. I think I was drunk when I wrote this. Uh, yeah, I thought there was a joke in that, because no, I seen it, and I, yeah, I left it, because I thought Tekken's maybe... Tekken yeah. 7. And then Super Bomber Man R. Yes, which mm. I wanted to check out before we got here, but... Uh, well, yeah. I don't Kieran have had a, a few whiskeys while writing this. Friend. And also, ah, I don't right. like Bomber Man very much, so if no, none of us have don't. played it, really, we could probably take yeah, it off. Yeah, we can... Yeah. <laughs> I put it this way, I... After I'd seen it on the category when we spoke about it, and you said it was not too bad, I thought yeah. I might buy it. And even with deals and everything, that yeah. I couldn't bring myself. To... The thing is, I, the... I'm not a big Bomberman fan, so I wasn't. That's the same for me. Yeah, I like, wasn't willing to spend that much money to take the. The reason I haven't bought it is because I'm not a big Bomberman fan. But also, the main reason I put it on this list was actually because of the support that's gotten. So Konami, uh, for people who may know, used to be a game developer. <laughs> back, back in the um, and now occasionally release games and one of those games was Super Bomberman R and people were like okay well Konami are just pushing out the last remnants of things they have before they actually get out of the games industry yeah, yeah. and instead they've been supporting Super Bomberman R they keep adding costumes to it they keep adding new stuff they uh, I think they, I want to say they added like they like change the performance of that game so the frame rate is better that kind of stuff right, like, yeah. they've improved that game like dramatically over time and they keep supporting it with new stuff well you're gonna spoilers for the rest of the podcast and uh, the rest of the game of the year deliberations but you're gonna hear that argument with a lot of games for the Switch yeah, yeah. especially Nintendo ones Nintendo's yeah. been real good at yeah, the, the, stuff. the support that they've been getting sometimes it's taken a while for it to happen and then when it does happen it's just like a deluge of content. Yeah, I know. So Conversely, we have to go back into most disappointing again because I just remembered that that fucking NBA Playgrounds game came out this On year. Switch. Yeah. They just updated that. Uh, yeah, but they, they didn't release an update for it. They released another version of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I seen that going at fifty percent off, and I was going to actually speak to you guys about it to ask if it was. That game's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's actually okay, especially yeah, now they've updated to the new stuff. It's actually pretty good. Right. It's two gigs smaller now. That's why they did a new version of it because oh, right, they reduced okay. the file size. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a bad game. It's just no, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's just not a great game. Right, but okay. it's not in this category. So let's yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, we could probably take out Resident Evil Seven because yeah, I know Mike doesn't feel. I don't think it's a surprise. 
Um, I thought it was a surprise because Resident Evil 6 was really fucking bad. And Resident Evil 7 is actually good. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, it's, a, it's primarily a VR game and they seem to nail that. Which yeah. Um, people haven't been doing. Also, none of us really played it much. Yeah. So I, that's the only reason I would say yeah. this kind of is none of us are. Yeah. And Mike doesn't like first person games. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but they made a new Resident Evil that's more like Resident Evil 1 and 2 than it is like 4. Which yeah. is insane. And it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Fortnite. I don't think... <laughs> we, could, we could probably take that off. Yeah. I, I don't think that game's great. I, I I had fun with it, but I don't think it's I amazing. think it's fantastic. Did it make my top ten? Nah. I think that game will be great when they do the big update that they are working on just now that he, fixes the shooting. He, yeah, and here's the thing. they With Battle Royale being a free mode, they have supported it fantastically. They've added... I've played all the holiday updates. Yeah. I, I've played the adding the leaderboards. I've... You know, played all the special stuff on it. I really like that game. I had no interest in playing PUBG, no interest in battle royale style games. That is something I go back to on an almost weekly basis. I don't go back that often, but I have played every now and again. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. It's, I don't I think it's a bit of a surprise, just because it kind of it was weird that Epic just completely copy pasted another game into Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they no. did a good job with it. Yeah. I'll give you that. But it's I think there's more surprising things on you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. I think by the same merit we could take Ghost Recon Wildlands off. Like. I yeah, I was gonna uh, say. Uh, but... I was surprised that I liked it at all. Is the reason it's on this list. <laughs> ah right. Well. Because I didn't like the demo. Well, see, I, I didn't play the demo. No, I didn't play the demo of that one. Um, but I'd seen footage and and everything that I saw. I you know how you build up an idea of how you think the game's gonna yeah. turn out. It turned out exactly how I expected it to. That's fair. So. Yeah. I don't see it as being a surprise. Yeah, okay. Sure. I think, I think it turned out as, as as good and as well as yeah we thought it would. So um, what can we take off? I would maybe take Echo off of here. Um, I really like Echo, but it's not an amazing game. Is right. the main thing. Like I was surprised by it because it was good as it was, and it came out with a really innovative kind of cool mechanic. Right. Okay. But the overall game is just that mechanic, and it's very repetitive. And once you realise how to play it. Yeah. So for people don't know the mechanic in Echo is basically Well funny enough it's going to come in next thing yeah. area, but um it's the whole premise is it's a kind of Hitman style stealth game made by ex Hitman developers. Yeah. Where the AI has set routines but the routines are really, really basic and then as you do things to get past that AI, it learns and will start copying you. Right. So if you crouch like crawl around constantly so you can hide behind cover and stuff like that so enemies don't see you then the next go around they'll learn to do that and they'll be crouching sneaking around and stuff right. like that yeah, if yeah. you shoot all the enemies then they'll just be trigger happy perfect aim shooting you non-stop right. um, but yeah it doesn't need to be on here because the overall game is a bit repetitive the yeah. story's quite good though um, well, there's a lot of games I feel like the rest of these need to be on this list which doesn't work because there's five <laughs> well, or I six think of them maybe let's just talk about it there. Yeah. Well, hang on who put Tekken 7 on here I did because I don't like Tekken <laughs> but I really like Tekken 7 but well, we could take it off because it's not I, really yeah I don't see it really as being just... a surprise it's a solid entry in yeah. the series I really like it it's a, it's a cracking game well, how, about, um, how about we do it this way everyone picks one game well, I don't know, well let's talk about the rest of these as well I, as we go through so 
Um, one that you're going to see a lot on here is uh, one of yours, Kim, which is Near. So, yeah. were you, were you, was it a genuine surprise? Or? Uh, yeah, because I didn't play that first Near game, mainly right. because most people said it wasn't great. Like, it had a good yeah. story, but right. it wasn't a great game. Um, it wasn't that surprising given it was a platinum game. But then it was surprising that it was so much of an action RPG, given it was a platinum game. I kind of right. thought they had just... Everything they showed about that game beforehand was just the action. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I kind of assumed it was just, I kinda... hey, we took this RPG, but we made a sequel that's more of a spin-off that's Bayonetta, basically, like most platinum games have been. Yeah. They are basically Kind of like the Metal Gear action. Solid game that they made as well. Yeah, Metal Gear Rising wasn't yeah. really a Metal Gear Solid game. It was... Even though it had some stealth stuff in it. But, yeah. like, you know, like that... Transformers game was just being a reskin as Transformers that yes, kind of thing yeah. I thought it was just going to be that and right. it's not <laughs> it's, it's, it's like this massive like 40 hour RPG that has a really like deep story tons of side content like a big open world to explore and all this like really cool shit that I didn't think it was going to have and was surprised that it was there and was surprised that Platinum a developer that really only makes these kind of action games yeah. pulled off yeah so what they've taken is they've taken platinum style combat and they've they've created a world and a story around it that yeah. you wouldn't expect from them. Yeah, which to be fair, like Yoko Taro, the developer that made the first one and made the um, the Drakengard series, the one that Nier is a spin-off of, uh-huh. um, was heavily involved with it. And so obviously he brought all the story stuff and everything. But still, it's just impressive and surprising that that game is as good as it is, given the first Nier given it was supposedly relatively low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and given Platinum seemed like they were kind of on their way out. Like, Platinum's last few games bombed. and oh, they've been bad. Microsoft had just cancelled their game and they'd laid off a bunch of staff and it was like, well, did they even have the people left to make Nier? Yeah. And they did. And it was great. And it, from by all accounts, seems like it has basically saved Platinum. Platinum are talking about self-publishing their next game because they made so much money off of Nier. <laughs> right. Like... Yoko Taro is apparently like uh, one of the Square Enix guys, not the head one, but one of the Square Enix guys, said that Yoko Taro like should make a Final Fantasy game, and people were like, "Yeah, you should." Like that's yeah. something that could happen because this game was so crazy and big. I would definitely put it on here, just okay. because again that first game. Nope. Yeah. Does uh, Sonic Mania need to be on here? They made a good Sonic game. Yeah. You were just saying. I like the 3D ones. Or two of the they, they 19 They, 3D they made ones, a good but... Sonic game by adding some new stuff to old good Sonic. That's true. Was it that big of a surprise? Uh, this is... Do you remember Sonic 4? Um, because this was the premise they had for Sonic 4, which was... We made a new 2D Sonic game, yes. and it's gonna. It's, we called it Sonic 4 because it's the next 2D Sonic game, and it's gonna be great. And it was fucking terrible. It was absolutely it was gash. Awful. I mean, to be fair, it was also episodic, and the second episode was actually pretty decent. But that first episode was the fuck. It's one of the worst Sonic games. It's okay, so bad. Fair. See, it's not a surprise to me because I didn't buy Sonic Mania as a new game. I bought Sonic Mania as a hey, we've uh, upgraded the graphics on some old Sonic. Most of that content's new though. Yeah, most of, I so I played uh, just before we started recording. I played through the the first act, and it, you you play and half of the the Green Hill Zone yeah. was familiar. And then I got into a bit and I thought, hang on, what's I got lost? Yeah, yeah. no, you do because <laughs> my, my muscle memory my muscle memory was wanting to carry on, but the level had stopped. Yeah. I couldn't go any further right. I had yeah. to backtrack and I had to do a couple it's... other different things, and that was really. 
that's kind of how most of that game works where there's three new zones I think but yeah. most of the zones are zones from older games from yep. 1, 2, 3 and Knuckles and, yeah and then halfway through it they re, it's yeah. kind of like a remix so, yeah so usually there's there's two acts in each of them the second one having a boss fight and the first act is generally what feels like a, a, re, a mostly faithful adaptation of the first act of that zone from the original game yeah. with some changes yes. okay. then yeah. the second act is completely new yeah, and has yeah. a brand new boss fight and has brand new everything. Right, um, and is really really good. And is really good. And the the thing I love the most about it is they do um, the music in the first act is generally just the music from the first one. Yes. Uh, and then the music in the second act is a remix of that first act music right. from the original game, and it's just like, hey, we modernized it. The whole thing is just here's the second act where we modernized this bit from the old games. Yeah. Um, Okay, it's pretty great. It's pretty. I can see it not making this list just because other things are so strong. Yeah, but I, I think. But I definitely feel for it me, was a surprise for me because I've not bought the game, um, and I know what the the reaction to yeah. the game already is. It's not a surprise for me. Yeah, I was so the same. I'm, I bought it a bit I'm later. I'm Came. happy to step away from it if you feel that it should be on um, there. I'm, I could I can see that argument of like it looked good before it came out. Yeah, like, so I'm not. I'm not going to argue that it should be on there, and the same breath, I'm not going to argue too much that it should be away. Yeah, no, it's a strong entry, so. Um, well, let's leave it just now until we do some other conversations for these other things, but I don't think it will make it. Uh, okay. Um, so, let's talk about Hidden Agenda. Yeah, um, I have this sealed Sanimus on <laughs> PS4 unplayed. Yeah, I was one of those that I was hoping that you know everyone would have got a chance to play by yeah. the time we came to doing these podcasts, but. Unfortunately, not. Uh, I think the biggest surprise for that that I found was that it worked really well as the the play the mul- stuff. Yeah, the, the the whole play link and multiplayer experience. Yeah. yeah. So we we played it on one of our board game days, and it is it's it is the proper the whole thing. Remember, David Cage had this thing. And what was the thing that he wanted? He wanted an interactive movie mm. when he did uh, Fahrenheit and he yeah. did Heavy Rain and all those games. Yeah. That was his thing. This exactly what he wanted. He wanted yeah. people to be able to interact with it. On, and he wanted more than one person to do Yeah. Hidden Agenda has done this. We sat and we played a four-player game. There's four of us on the couch. And we started playing one mode. And then eventually we adapted what we were doing and we said, right, we're just going to, you know, we're, we're going to vote and discuss what we want to happen yeah. in this, this film. Um, this fun little game elements in it where you need to do the quick time actions, they, I think they were one of the biggest surprises in the way that they worked. And that um, they do work. And that they do work. On, on the phone, <laughs> it's a simple, um, the person's running through a, a very narrow alley and they have to dodge left and right and the action comes up to give you the prompt that you know you need to swipe kind of like a big long swipe to the left a big long swipe to the right and so you're all doing it and the person who does it first and most accurately gets the point and but it doesn't you know the the character doesn't run and wait for somebody to do the action the action hacks you have to do it before it actually happens on screen so you're Mm -hmm. preempting it and it decides who did it best Um, that's pretty cool yeah, I'm surprised that works because that's the thing where I thought it would fall apart, and it's surprising to me is because that first Trackbox game had uh, you don't know Jack on it, yeah. which has yes. the the 
the I forget the mode the the, real, the one you have to have quick reactions for yes. and it doesn't work it doesn't no so yeah they, they did quick time events in a way that work using this format is impressive yeah um and then you know the other the other surprise we spoke about it when we did it we covered it in the podcast was um if you speak to my wife if you speak, still speak to <laughs> Anne about this game she gets so annoyed because the quick time event happened at the you know the the, the point of the story just before the epilogue comes up and of course there's multiple things that can happen yep. and uh, it was her and Tam they didn't realise that the the quick time event was going to happen at that point they weren't expecting it because they were doing something else they got distracted yeah and because they got distracted we didn't get to see the the ending that we wanted to see and they were she was so mad mm-hmm. so um, annoyed by it yeah and the fact that a video game could do that to her and that she really enjoyed it so much and it, it's yeah i think yeah. that the fact that it's a good game is not surprising it's super massive yeah. games until Dawn was absolutely fucking fantastic. Even that Until Dawn VR shooter thing is apparently pretty decent. So. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, the fact that this is—it's actually the whole experience when we did it as a group was actually better than Until Dawn, and that's what's surprising. I'm—I need to play it. Yeah, and it's that thing where. I'm super excited for it because the way I played Until Dawn was sitting with my girlfriend with us both making the decisions as we played anyway. Oh, you're so going to love it. You find that this is that. You're going to love this. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like something I really want. Um, I would only argue that it's not a surprise because it did look good when they first announced it and they showed it. Yeah. Um, it's surprising that it works is the bit that's surprising Yes, me, that, that, that's the surprise yeah. is that it works and that it works so well. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm going to... I'm just going to take Sonic off this list. <laughs> this has kind of made me realise that Sonic probably doesn't hang here. Um, um, right. There's only one I, I feel strongly about. Yeah, okay, let's leave it for now. And let's, um, let's have so a... Four. We need to cut one. Um, Hellblade came out of nowhere. Yes. That game, they had been doing dev logs and stuff like that for quite a while. I had watched some of them, but they were the ones I'd seen were just combat focused. And I well, that's what. Yeah, we we end. knew this thing was coming out. We knew who was making it. Yeah. I also don't like Ninja Theory games that much. Right. I liked, I liked Enslaved, and I thought that DMC game they did was okay, but not right. Um, I yeah, d- I like Ninja Theory stuff. What so. was the one they did before Enslaved? Um, the sword one, Heavenly yeah. Sword. Oh, Heavenly Sword. I, 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 I loved. Like sword. I loved Heavenly, Heavenly Sword. Was amazing. Yeah. We, we might be the only three people in the world that like Heavenly Sword. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. It was a great game. Um, yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was amazing, and that's why I had an interest in this. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know, you know, what the story was about. Yeah. So of course, when it the first time you play it and your your mind gets blown. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I'm happy. With leaving it for where it is now, and I think what we need to, what we should talk about is the other one that's on the list, because that came out and that literally came, came out, out of nowhere. nowhere, and that's where I am on this. I don't know if I came out of nowhere. That was leaked before the Switch came out. Like there were leaks about that, and people yeah, were like, "That can't." Hang on a sec. Yeah, where was it leaked? On the internet. Yes, but where on the internet? I don't know places like. No, no, you know where I'm going with this. The only people that looked for that and found out, you know, were people that were actively looking but or people very much yeah. like Kieran yes I guess who that's true. frequent certain forums where that kind of stuff appears that's true, yes yeah. it yeah. was 
it was definitely leaked beforehand, but yeah, when they announced it, and the bit that was surprising for me was they announced it and it looked good. Yes, yeah, well, that was it, because... But I would also argue by the time it came out, we already knew it was going to be good. Did we, though? Because we saw all of it, and it was like, wow, they made an XCOM game, and it looks like a really good cartoony XCOM game. Um, Yeah, yeah, okay, it looks good, but we've seen this so many... Steep. How amazing... yeah. It's a Ubisoft thing where Ubisoft do make things look way good. Yeah. And... Steep looked fucking Steep amazing. Steep looked like the best snowboarding idea. game we're going to get. Paul still has my copy of Steep, and if I never see the fucking thing again, he I won't care. I'm still waiting for this yeah. version to come up. Oh, it can kiss my ass. <laughs> Have you seen there's a new version? <laughs> oh, that, that can Olympics, kiss my ass as well. There's Olympic stuff that's supposed to be Yeah, no, good, there, there's a, a Steep... Um, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the, it's the available Olympic there. version, yeah. Um, uh, I've got it in my rental list, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Sod that. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. And I'm surprised by how good it is. Like, it is genuinely a really great game. Yeah, because I had... It's so good. I think it came out the week after I had... Was it the week after I had my Switch and I bought it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it was and, time you were Switch. <laughs> yeah. And it was stunning. It's, it's on just, it. It's on my Game of the Year lists. It's um, on my Game of the Year list. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's online, but it's close. I just kind of burned out on it. Yeah, so I am... Um, in terms of you know something that came out of nowhere and took us completely by surprise, I think uh, Mario, Nier, and Hellblade fit that hidden agenda. Yeah. I think you're quite right. We knew that it was going to be good. Yeah. The surprise is, is it was better than we thought yeah. it was going to and be. And it worked. And the, the, yeah. the actual hidden agenda mechanic seems like it works well, yeah. which is the bit that they, they seemed a bit flaky about it overall. Yeah. Like so, when, they, when they showed it, they were like, hey, we made Until Dawn style game. But you use phones to make choices, and multiple people can make choices, and it's like yeah. an overall cooperative thing. That sounded cool, and as long as that voting mechanic worked, uh-huh. then it seemed like it would work fine. Yeah. The bit where they had the head of the agenda thing, where like one person gets yes. saying, "Hey, yeah. by the way, you want to try and make it happen this way," seems like it's adding slightly a hidden role mechanic to what's basically a cooperative storytelling. And game. it works. It works really and the well. And that that works is great. Um, yeah, so we'll talk more about that in yeah. the, the next coming... In, next category. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So we cut it? Yes. So that leaves us with Mario and Rabbids, Kingdom Battle, Nier Automata, and Hellblade. Um, I will let you two fight it out. I'm happy Mario and Rabbids is in the top three. <laughs> so, personally, I would go with Nier, but I understand that I think Hellblade is probably the common ground between us here. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, I, I was going to. Yeah, actually, I could go with any three of these. To be honest, like, yeah. they were all surprises. I think. Myron Rabbids was surprised to me that it was good. Like, not that it was coming because again, I played yeah. leaks like months ahead of time. And well, I I remember you'd them. yeah, you'd completely dismissed it until yeah. the the first time that I'd heard about it was just before the announcement because yeah. I think we. I think we were all together, well, online we were chatting on Skype or something. Yeah. I think we watched it all together. We did. On, we did. On we, Skype, yeah. We did. And it was you had said, have you heard about the rumour? And you told us about the rumour. Yeah. And you you told us about this game and you said, yeah, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. It's a load of rubbish. And we all laughed about it. And then it happened. It was like, holy fuck. And then it was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could put Mario and Rabbids in this. Mario and Rabbids seems like a good one. Yeah. No, I'm... Should I it? Yeah, do it. Cause yeah, otherwise, do it. otherwise we'll, we'll talk our way, ourselves out. It. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. That's, all three of these have good arguments for them. So yeah. if we focus on one, 
You know, the new first year was apparently quite bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good story, but it's not. Um, so our biggest so. surprise of 2017 is Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle for the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. And runners up are Nier Automata and Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Cool. So next we have Best Odd Mechanic, which is a category we made last year. No, it was the year before. It was the year before. Yeah, I thought it was last year. Because I thought we made it for... I added it mainly because I wanted to talk about Timefall 2's time travel stuff. You did add it last year for Titanfall yeah. 2. Oh, was it last year? It was, yeah. ma- it was pretty much solely added because I really liked Titanfall 2. So and like, then I played it and loved the time travel stuff. And Timefall 2 is a fucking good game. <laughs> yeah. Timefall 2 presents best odd mechanic of twice. <laughs> uh, but basically it's just from like mechanics that are... They're not necessarily innovative and new, but most of the time they will be. But they're just interesting because they tried something different from what most games do. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so we have nominated Training the AI and Echo, which yep. we talked a little, bit about, a little bit about there. Story Assist and Tekken 7. Looking to solve puzzles in Hellblade. Hacking in the Automata. Jumping off with your allies in Mario and Rabbits. <laughs> which is actually it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Hidden Agenda Mode and Hidden Agenda. South Park Farting on Enemies and South Park The Toilet Minigame. Yeah, so let's talk about the Ones. Yeah, th- why, who, what? Uh, the, there's a toilet mini game where you have to play with the analog sticks. Right, okay. And you have to put them in a certain direction. And it's, an, it, it's an unlocking mini game, like uh, you would get in other yeah. games. Oh, right, okay. For doing the toilet. Yeah, it's for taking a shit. And You're depending your... on how well you do it, depends on how big a shit you take. You're and... unlocking your bills. <laughs> And, um, oh, for God's sake. Uh, it's a funny joke. I don't and there's an, achi- there's an achievement for taking a shit in every toilet in South Park. I don't think we need, it needs to be on here, but it is a funny joke. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. a game that has kind of hit or miss funny jokes. And I didn't even put it on there. So. I put it on there because I saw it and it was funny. I put, also put on the Farting on Enemies one, but I forget what that actually does. Um, Farting on Enemies isn't even like a mechanic. I thought it's, it was. I thought it was a... Well, it is a mechanic, but it's actually... It's one of your attack moves in your attacks. Uh, I thought there was something... It's not like an outside of combat mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's a combat mechanic, but I thought there was something that did that was... It's it's an area... Oh, you can actually walk past people and go... And they they make a comment about you farting on them. All right. Like a smelly little... Maybe we'll just cut that as well then. I can't remember why I added it. I I added Um, it when I watched, like, Giant Bomb's quick look over and I was like, that's... But I forgot. Um... I think looking to solve puzzles in Hellblade is a cool mechanic that I was fucking pissed off with by the end of the game. <laughs> um, Especially that one that's on the fucking ground and it's the only one in the entire game that's on the ground and it's like, god damn it, I spent that was an a hour fu- that looking was a, for that one. <laughs> you know the, what, that took me two seconds to find. Because <sighs> I, I couldn't find it and I thought, I wonder if it's... Oh, there it is, alright, okay. It's the only one that's done like this. Well, it's the worst. <laughs> Uh, it was one of the, it the one of the ones we spoke about it yeah. was um we should probably clarify what that says actually like the look at soft puzzles in Hellblade is um a lot all of the puzzles in Hellblade pretty much are looking at things in a direction that lines them up to make a shape um, yes yeah kind of like the channel four 
Like Channel 4 yes, thing? Yes, yeah. yeah. That's like the Channel 4 thing. For our British audience, which is most of our audience, I assume. Uh, yeah, the Channel 4 thing. Like the Channel 4 <laughs> thing, where the, the she- everything moves and it makes the 4. I mean, there's like more examples of that in art, but sure, Channel 4 well, thing is the, the thing that popped out of my head. It's the thing that popped out of my head. No, that's fair. The thing I was going to compare it to was, video game-wise, uh, the Batman games. Like the, yeah. A lot of the Riddler trophies are that. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah, or do you, uh, when you need to look at th- things in a certain way in detective yeah. mode. Which yeah. is actually the main reason I would maybe consider not putting this on here, is I think a lot of these other mechanics are new, cool things. Original. I think, I can see three on here that are probably going to be the main three. Yeah. Because they're brand new, I, cool mechanics. I, it just, the, the reason I think it, it should, it, need to, it needed to be mentioned yeah. anyway was... No, I had a conclusion. Essentially that is the entire well, there's combat, but yeah, it is most of the puzzle solving. Yeah, like that. and they use it in some really cool ways. Like, yeah. I do really like it. It forces you to look at that environment in cool ways. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just for me. It's I think there's stuff here that's new. Like we will talk about everything here, but like, yeah, skipping okay. ahead a bit. I think for me, training the AI in Echo, jumping off your allies in Mario, and the hidden agenda mode will probably end up being our three. Yeah, quite the, only, yes. the, the only one that makes any sense to me is jumping off your allies in Mario, because it's the only one I've yeah. played. It's so. also genuinely good. So, are we okay with taking off the puzzle thing in Hellblade? Yep. Uh, we'll talk about that. Like, the story of System Tekken 7 is cool, because it's a good accessibility thing that you, for people who don't know, you basically you hold a button, and... It gives you quick access to a bunch of the special attacks, so you don't have to learn how to actually do them. Yeah, and they're, you know, the, the reason that they're there is because these these attacks are built into the cutscenes and the stories yeah. and things like that. And it's, I just thought it was a nice addition because, you know, if you go back to, uh, you know, the history of fighting games, and, and there was people that would play Mortal Kombat, and they didn't know that there was the fatalities. Yeah. You know, you'd heard about being in the arcade, standing next to somebody, and he was playing as as Kano, and Kano sticks his hand into somebody's chest and rips out the beating heart. Well, how did he do it? I don't know. You know, and you would never see it yourself. And then in console versions and PC versions, there was later on, there was babalities and and things like that. And you'd heard about them, but you couldn't do them. Yeah. Um, Dickens kind of... This is just for, like, the main kind of... Like attacks. The one thing I'd maybe put against this is that Tekken Seven's biggest weakness. Like I really like Tekken Seven. Uh-huh. I don't think it's on my game of the year list, but it was very close. Um, the thing that is weakest that is it doesn't have a tutorial. It doesn't have. Uh, it doesn't have anything good for learning those mechanics. And so when you go into the story mode, it's got a training mode. It's a training mode, but it's just the basic training mode. It's just the beat up a lifeless AI. Thing. Yeah, but normally. Um... You can push a start button and it'll show you the move list, and you can yeah. have the move list showing up. As it, does, it does have yeah. that stuff, but it doesn't have like the kind of most fighting games recently have had a tutorial that kind of teaches you the basics, and then like a mission oh, mode that kind oh, of forces right, you to go. Right, the, the handheld you yeah, exactly. with you, yeah. Um, yeah. Which Tekken doesn't really have that stuff. It it's never, it it's never had it to be, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So, you're either good um, at Tekken or you're terrible at Tekken. But I feel like the story assist thing is. A cool accessibility thing that lets you get through the story even if yes. you're not good at Tekken. Yeah. Th- yeah, I th- would actually maybe prefer a thing that taught you to do those moves rather than just holding a button to do them automatically. Okay, no, I can see that, but I mean, some of the moves are made for, you know, pro players and things. They are made for pro players and, and guys to do their, their stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and, I 
I, it, it's nice that those moves are in the story and they're in the. So the the, the cool thing was that, you know, the, the story mode has him doing half the move or finishing off the move, yeah. and there's a at certain points there's a button press push this now you push it and you've <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you, you've started the special move and he's halfway through it and then the cutscene yeah I just thought and it, it was... goes directly to yeah. combat for a lot of that I thought right? it was nice I, I, yeah. I, I, I yeah but I yeah. it definitely needs to be nominated moving on another one I think is probably just going to get cut off here is the hacking in Nier um, it's really cool We've had hacking mini games and other games before. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the hacking mini game in this is uh, kind of bullet hell style shooter. Like it turns into a really cool bullet hell shooter, which like is. I'm out. pointing you, and I'm thinking because it's another game that does it. There's another game that does that. There's another game with <laughs> a hacking. Oh no! But another thing about it that's really cool that will come up in the next podcast when we talk about soundtrack stuff is it does you know in Mario Odyssey when you go from the 3D stuff into the 2D stuff and uh-huh. the music changes at the 8-bit yeah it does the same thing in Nier Nier did it way before Mario did it at the start of this year um, where when you go into the hacking which happens mid-battle that's the other cool thing about it that's kind of new is you're hacking enemies in the middle of fights um and it's just this cool thing that switches the music, turns into an 8-bit version of the music, starting exactly where it was before. Yeah. Uh, and it's just this cool thing where there's a bunch of different like versions of it. Uh, but we can take it off here, because I think these other three are yeah. better. And it's now annoying me because I can't I'm... remember was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There will be like a thing on Giant Bomb's uh, database of games where they'll... You know, Giant Bomb have a really good wiki where they have ones for mechanics, I bet there is one for hacking minigames. And yeah. there will be a... Probably. We'll probably browse through that later and figure out which one it is. Yes. We will um, tell you in a later podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, of the three that are here, um, Training the AI and Echo is a really cool one in terms of just like a new idea. Uh-huh. So, the way that works is, we described it in one of the previous things a little bit, but in... In Echo, it's a Hitman-style kind of stealth game where you're sneaking around past enemies trying to get from point A to point B or to collect an item and take it to a place. Yep. And the AI starts just really dumb. Like, it can't even walk to start with. Over time, story-wise, it learns to walk. But the AI are all just clones of you. Yeah, okay. And to start with, they will just have their set patrol routes. They'll just go back and forth. Basic, and... Basically, like, the, um, the first level, the first time you ever... Encounter sentries in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. They walk up and down, exactly. and if you walk in front of them, there's the you know the the cone of vision, exactly. and... and they'll come and attack you. Yes. Yeah. But every few minutes, the lights black out in those levels, and then all of the clones reset. Like it literally, the screen goes black, everything goes silent, which also I think is the best moment because the the sound that they do with that is just so good. Um, like the sudden nothing this is well done but when it reloads the AI will have learned from what you did since the previous blackout so during that blackout if you were crouching everywhere and sneak up behind enemies and snapping their necks then they're going to sneak around and if they get behind you they will snap your neck yeah okay uh, if you're vaulting over ledges and stuff like that the enemies will literally just every time they see a ledge they'll walk over to it and vault over it yeah. so you'll just see a bunch of enemies walking back and forth vaulting over tables which is pretty funny uh, but then you learn to game it 
So there's grapes that you can eat in that game yes. that restore <clears throat> your stamina. doesn't do anything for the AI. So you can just eat grapes until the next blackout, and then every time any of the enemies see grapes, they'll walk over and sit and eat them, and that distracts them for a few seconds, and you can go away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the coolest parts of it, actually, is if you... Co- there's these unlockables that are tuning forks. You've got to hit the tuning fork, and at the end of the level, if you get them all unlocked, so it's still a little passage of text. Uh-huh. If you do that, if you collect a couple of those, the AI will learn from that, and they'll go about and they'll collect all the collectibles for you. Oh, right. Which That's is just a, cool. It's a smart mechanic. The issue I would say is that it, it, you very quickly learn how to game it. You very quickly learn, yeah. like, well, most of the AI are in this area, and they can't get out of this area if they don't know how to open doors. So I just won't open any doors until the next blackout. Yeah. And then they won't know how to open doors, and they won't be able to follow me around, and I can sneak away. Yeah. And it's cool that you can do that, but it makes the game slightly easy after a certain point. Yeah, once you've learned how to like trick the AI and set them up a certain way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But in terms of like new stuff, I thought it was it was yeah, smart. no, that's cool. I wanted yeah. to see a new game based on that as well. Um, so, uh, jumping off your allies in Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom battle, it reinvents XCOM. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the, it makes you so much more maneuverable than XCOM or Death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. What you can do when you're playing the game is if you get near an end, uh, one of your, your partners, you can run up to them and then jump, and it uh, it basically moves your... Um, it your doubles mini- your, your range. Yeah, you, your, yeah your range changes. Yeah. Mario can jump off multiple guys. So you can yes. put one of your allies onto another ally and then bounce even further. Oh, it's so good. And, and in some of the missions where... You, your objective isn't to kill everyone, it's to get to an end location, it makes it... <laughs> yeah, you can just, like, bounce people off things and then just, like... yeah. It yeah. makes it easier, but at the same time, the game is set up in such a way that those sections are so hard that it doesn't make it too easy. Also, it adds well, a level of verticality to it. That yeah. Goes, yeah. Like... The, the thing that I like, because I think what goes hand-in-hand hand with that as well is the... You know, when you hit somebody... You've still got limited movement, so it's possible for you to hit somebody, run to somebody, jump on them, jump somewhere, yeah. land on an enemy, do damage to them, and then still move about. So you're extending from doing one thing, you're able to do two or three, because yeah. you're using this chaining. Yeah. And you were talking about gaming the system in Echo. Here, you have to game the system yeah. in some it's of those levels. It. Yeah, it's yeah. built around it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's neat. The first time you see it, you go, oh, that's a bit odd but then yeah it becomes vital that you do it yeah yeah you, otherwise the game would be too hard yeah yeah and also it would just be XCOM. that's the thing they would have to add in some of the things they took out of XCOM to compensate for these things not yes being there. yeah yeah and as a result of these things being here instead you have a simplified XCOM game that is also just so much more maneuverable you're doing more than one thing every turn yes and XCOM. You'd have a lot of turns where you're just moving into cover and shooting, and that's it. Yes. Sometimes yeah. you're just yeah. killing them. Sometimes you throw a grenade to destroy some cover, etc., etc. Myron Rabbids, like you said, you're double checking first of all if you can slide into an enemy before you do anything. Yes. If you can, <laughs> you will often then run back and bounce <laughs> off of an ally. That will maybe take you up to the high ground, which means you've got a better shot. So then you go into cover and then you shoot an enemy, and, and then you do you massive damage. Your yeah. Thing. Yes. And it's 
Yeah, it's just a cool thing. I don't know if it wins this, but it's... A, it's no, it, cool. I, I don't think it wins it. It's really cool, and it does add a different level of tactics to it. Yeah. yeah. What about the hidden agenda mode? You were talking about it a bit there. Yes, yeah, so... when Let's talk about board games for a second. Um, one of our favourite mechanics and, and the types of board games is the the... The hidden role games. So yeah. there's games. Uh, one of your favourites, Kieran, is uh, Avalon. Or, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, the other name that it has. Deception is probably the one we Yeah, or Deception. Uh, yeah. But, rebellion. But yes, it, the, there's all these types of games. Secrets. Um. So in the hidden agenda mode in hidden agenda, you're all playing the the game. Yeah. Um, making the choices. And everyone gets a, a hidden agenda. So, you know, you've got two characters talking and you may get a hidden agenda that says you need to get one of the characters to get angry. Um, and you get the bo- you get the points. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so Kieran's got the one that says you have to get the character angry. And Paul and I have got the... The, the agenda that says that we have to get the characters to agree to do the next thing, you know, look at the next thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's certain choices that come, and you get prompted um, throughout the game. You say the game says, um, right, this next choice will actually determine whether your hidden agenda, your agenda, comes true or not. Mm. Okay. And you can only advance you have to all agree on this choice yeah yeah okay so it uh, yeah there's some of them where you all have to agree and sometimes it's majority okay but normally it's all three of you all three of us would have to agree yeah yeah so we're talking about what we need to happen and sometimes it's luck so you know, sometimes people will be thinking the way you want them to think, yeah. and you've got the hidden agenda. But at times you're trying to convince them to yeah, because do something that might I, not seem yes, on yeah, its face, like exactly that. yes. Because sometimes uh, you you're given near enough. If you've got the hidden agenda, it's, sometimes it's like a spoiler because you know what a certain decision is going to do. Yeah. If if a person gets angry, you know it's going to do this, but sometimes you would make a choice just based on what's happening with the characters. Because you don't know what the end result is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so you can end up in, you know, people side with you, and you go, "That's great, that's fine." But if they don't, you also have, and I forget what the mecha- what the little things are called. Um, essentially, it's a power of veto. You can take control of the vote. Okay. So let's say it looks like you know Paul and I are, we're not going to do what you want, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Well, you can say. Right, I'm taking control of the situation. My vote's the only one that counts. Yeah. Okay. But if we've got our little our little cards, our little vetoes as well, we can out veto you. So you just so, stack them up. Yes, yeah, yeah, you can end up stacking them up, which is quite fun as well. And I guess you could also use that, and you could be tricky with that and yes. force people to use their things earlier. Yeah, you can. Yeah, um, but you gain other ones by uh, competing, coming first in the quick time events. Um, the, at one point as well, you get to uh, bet on who you think has the hidden agenda, based on everything, the conversations you've had, 
because um, the game will pause so you can have deliberations and things and it, the whole thing's built around it yeah. and it's just it shouldn't work again this is what we were saying back in uh, Biggest Surprise it shouldn't work this hidden agenda mode you're watching a fi- you're watching a film and now yeah. you're you are actually being deceptive and you're changing the outcome of a film yeah it's a CGI film but it's a film nonetheless but you're being a fly little bastard and you're changing the film and that's it is an odd it's mechanic that works really well so, um, I would be happy to see that one win this yeah because I've been wanting a game to do hidden roles well yeah since forever like I was really excited when Jackbox 3 had bacon it yeah. Yes. And I ended up hating that game. <laughs> I really don't like that game at all. But yeah. I guess there's been so few games that have managed to do the hidden roll mechanic well, and it sounds we, like this does. We found that it worked really well because the story yeah. that you're watching and you're par- you're participating in is really strong. You know, yeah. it's about a serial killer. It's all. It is a re. You know, the the story's gripping as it is, and you're really invested in it. Which maybe that's the way that you get it to work in video games compared to board games or board games you can just say one of you is a liar yes and the game works <laughs> like it's yeah you know that's basically all the fake artist is is one of you doesn't know what you're drawing figure it out and yeah. it's like that's great that's all you need video games you maybe need a bit more setup than that to actually get yeah. it to work properly yeah and it is it's, it's the perfect marriage between board games and video games yeah I'm okay with that winning it Good. Okay, so our best odd mechanic is the hidden agenda mode in Hidden Agenda. Woohoo! Runners up are training the AI in Echo and jumping off your allies in Mario and Rabbids. So our last category for today is the best RPG game squared, which should probably be cubed at this point. It was squared last year. Yeah, it should but be cubed, yeah. RPG game, 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 game. There's not a lot of nominees for this one this year, and there's one that I have... Issues with being I, on I this have, list. But, I have issues with it being on there as well. Uh, but for now, we have Nier Automata, Persona 5, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torment, Tides of Numenera, uh, Mario and Rabbids, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Cat Quest. So uh, what, why is Mario and Rabbids yeah, on here? Yeah, why is Mario and Rabbids on here? Who put it there? It's an RPG. It's a strategy RPG. But I have taking that off. The one I was thinking was Zelda. Zelda's not an RPG. It has, like... It's an open world game. It's yeah. an open world game. It's an open world, it's an open world action game. It has RPG mechanics, but so does yeah. everything. Like it's not... Everything there it is does too. Let's take both those off. Yeah. Mario and Rabbids is probably closer to being an RPG, given <laughs> that it has all the like levelling up and yes. all that shit. That, yep. You know, it has all of the 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 skill tree stuff and everything. But right. I feel like counting them more as a strategy game. And I'm now entirely out of this race. <laughs> um, That's fair. Cat Quest, you could probably take that off as well. It's it, it's a fetching. I kind of knew this would be a short category. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's not. There's not a lot. Of I think. RPGs I think the thing is, during years where the you know the RPGs are short on the ground, I don't. It's one of those categories where I don't think we ever want to lose because yeah. it might never come back. We all love yeah. RPGs. <laughs> yeah. So we we tend to find RPG elements in the games that we like. Yeah. Cat Quest has got levelling up, um, it's got, you know, buying stuff, um, the whole inventory systems and that from RPGs. But, no, it's not an RPG. Fair. It's cool, though. It's really good, but, no. I still need to play it, and I don't know whether to buy it on iPad or Switch. And, probably for the first and last time, uh, Kieran, the choice is all yours. 
this is great. Um, uh, Torment Tides of Numenera, I think, will probably take off because um, it's really great and it's an old school RPG. It's basically a spiritual successor to the Planescape Torment game. Okay, that sounds really good to me. One of the best Western RPGs ever made. Um, it's got some real weak points. It's got a lot of like different mechanics that don't quite go anywhere, and it's got it's like the combat's just bad, but it knows it's bad. So as a result, <laughs> there's barely any combat in that game. Like it's. It's more, you know, the bit of RPGs where you go around and talk to people and get side quests, and then yeah, you. Yeah, that, that whole game's just talking it's to people. It's basically that. Like, you can talk your way through it. I've done combat so little because I've talked my way out of everything, which I love you can do. Yeah. Um, I also don't think the story's super exciting. It's nice, it's good. Like, the main premise is you are. There's a, a. I forget the name of it, but there's a character that is, like, basically a god. He's, like, immortal, and the way that he is immortal is that he. Uh, casts off the body that he is in and forms a new body and you know basically makes himself younger and survives death. Yeah. But his old body survives, and you are one of these castoffs. You are the most recent last body of this god. Um, and it's cool. It's a cool premise, and I like it. I just don't think it's as strong as these other games. Okay. Uh, I think if I played more of it, it might have ended up being on this list. It's just, it's mainly here. And this category is mainly still here, partly because I left on because of this game, because it's not going to really show up anywhere else, because it's I've not played enough of it to really argue for it in other places. <laughs> but I think it's really cool that it exists. Here's the Girl. thing: you're you're hearing Kieran convince Kieran. Yes. Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Paul and I are just going to go out and get a coffee. And well, that's the thing. Uh, like, it's, these games need to be. We need to talk about them. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back when you're done. Still, I mean, let's, let's face this it. This will be the longest deliberation because yeah. it's just him arguing uh, with him. Well, actually, these games, are, no. these games are real long. <laughs> I mean, whatever. We can shorten this right now. Nier Tomtho is going to win this because it is probably my... It's maybe my game of the year. Okay. Uh, it does stuff with story and video games that hasn't been done. Uh-huh. It does all sorts of cool shit with uh, combat in an action RPG. Um... The side quests are fantastic in that game. Like uh-huh. that game is as close to like being perfect as an action RPG has ever been in my eyes. Okay. Um, but the other two games that need to be talked about just so they get their dues. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I've not played a massive amount of. I'm on chapter four of that game, which I've heard online is uh, the last point before it actually gets. Like the story gets interesting, right? And that's the bit that's weakest for me right now. Is I think the yeah. combat in that game's great. I think the story, uh, the world is great. I think the char- I, the premise. I, I I like the premise. The premise is really cool with the whole yeah. idea of like all the continents and stuff are uh, they're animals. They're yes, these, yeah. thing, these yeah. creatures called titans that swim through a sea of clouds, and every now and again they die and they just sink into the clouds, and everyone that's living on them dies, right. which is yeah. fucked up. Um, but yeah, that's what happens when you live yeah. on a... It's so, taking the idea of like Earth as a living thing to... Yeah. I, I enjoyed the little bit that I played, but what had happened was I was playing it and I hadn't saved it. Oh. And I went to go and visit friends. Yeah. I actually went to go and visit the, the our website's editor, yeah. uh, Ben, and uh, his kids were around and uh, you know I'd said yeah. I had the switch. Can we play something? And before I could even think... 
we'd taken the, the cartridge out and put Mario Kart in it, it and I went oh no because you hadn't saved yeah. Yeah. it does auto save but only after a certain point I think yeah I hadn't I hadn't got to the first checkpoint that's a shame. So it, and the the opening, I think you're looking at about an hour of you know yeah. solid. It, it's building this world and giving you the whole thing. Yeah. So I'm going to have to sit through that again. Yeah, but. Uh, you can skip it. All right, all, okay. all the cutscene stuff in that game was skip All right, I'll do that. Um, I believe cool. I can be. I, in fact, yeah, exactly. I'll skip one. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, that game's really good. I just need to play more of it. Um, Persona Five is on here because it's Persona, and um, yeah, it's, it's a new Persona. Persona game, and it's and it's Kieran we're talking about. So it's not as good as four or three. Actually, I might like it more than four, but not as much as three. Um, but it's really cool. Like <laughs> they, 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 I've yet to play it, but I, I will be playing it. That game is cool. It's, it, I've not finished it. Uh, it seems like it's a lot longer than previous ones, but it's. They do. Can we get a Persona 5 Switch version? Uh, probably not, because those games have only ever been on PlayStation Plus. I know, I yeah. know. You'll more likely get a Vita version of it. If the Vita lives. <laughs> but yeah, best RPG of the year is definitely near, in my opinion. Um, cool. Okay. The runners up Persona 5 and Xenoblade 2. Yay! Yay. And that's us for day one. Day Short one. and sweet. Short Excellent. and sweet at two hours long. Short and sweet. Cool. Well, I actually think the second episode's going to be shorter. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll add some things to it and see how we get on. But yeah. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for day two. Yeah. See you guys then. Cool. See you later.